0: Cup talk. I'm Nick, and I'm Mason. Mason, it feels like it's been a long time, but it's yeah,
1: like, it's only been seven days. You just miss each other over a week of time. <laughs> we even hung out. We did. Patty's Day. Yeah, we had some good action. Had a little shootout yes. in the basement. Same Paddy's Day shootout was awesome. It was, it was a good time. Was I almost lost to your daughter. It <laughs> <laughs> would have been a hit to the pride. Yeah, Mason pulled out the win right at the last. Yeah, like the fifteenth round of sudden death, it, <laughs> <laughs> sniped it. So, who really won was was Nick for making forty five <laughs> saves out of the fifty
0: shots he took. That that's the that's the rough part about being a goalie is you never win a shootout. Like, I mean, yeah. or both goalies can't win the shootout.
1: We play till one of the goalies loses. But if
0: you're the only goalie, like in our case, I yeah, lost no matter what. Lose. No matter if, what.
1: If we were playing a game of rebound. Even won like four times over, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, we were we did we did a shootout last night with uh yeah. Lexi's uh friend Ash came and slept over and spent the night, and uh, we were here all day, whatever. And Kendall Kendall came over and uh helped put up a tramp, right? Yesterday, and he, he, I don't know if he just hadn't seen Lexi and her friends play, but he's like, oh, I bet you five bucks you can't score on me, you know. Ooh. And Lexi was like, all right. Challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah. So uh, him and, I mean, her and uh, Ash were sh- shooting on him. And her friend Ash just lined him up right in the nose with the ball.
1: Ooh. <laughs> right in the nose. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> That's it was, such a frustrating feeling.
0: And I could hear it, like, just smacked his nose so hard. It was dead on. And his eyes, like, started watering up. And he was like, oh, man. It was like, like. I Only three hundred sixty-four
1: days until next season. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so I felt bad. I guess he was. At, he he said after, I was like, "Man, I totally underestimated those
2: kids."
1: <laughs> it happens, man. That you know, you these kids they want to prove themselves. So yeah, you know, one adult, especially one that you know, Kendall's a close family friend. He says, "Oh, I bet you can't score me." It's like, "Oh yeah, yeah." That fire, he lit the fire.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it was a fun. It was a fun weekend. A lot of. Friend, family time with the, with the team. And, uh, yeah, it was a pretty good weekend.
1: What about you? Good. Did you do anything fun? Mm-hmm. Uh, another great drill weekend. Another drill weekend? The Utah National Guard. My uh, alpha battery, the 145, my unit. We, uh, uh, you know, Friday was fun. We had a range day. Went out and uh, shot the M4. <laughs> you know, did the new Army qualification. It, yeah. It uh it didn't go super well. We didn't get everybody through it cuz it's it, the basically the army changed like the, the qualification to sh- for your rifle like by like like they, they just like increased the difficulty by like a thousand and said like here you're going to do this now to qualify <laughs> and it's like but we're not going you're not going to get many many training days to learn how to do it. Yeah. So we went out and tried it. So like a lot of your a lot of our top guys that use shoot expert we're just barely passing. And the guys that were like barely passing didn't pass. So You know, hey, we'll, we'll get through it. And then it's uh, been a couple days in the rain and snow trying to uh, rotate six crews of dudes through uh, two howitzers that we had because we we're missing all of our stuff. So it was fun.
0: <laughs> well, it was a good weekend. Actually, no. so I made like the cardinal sin. Is that how you say is that the cardinal sin? Is that like your worst sin?
1: I think or is that's the, the, car- I is that- the
0: carnival sin like it's a sin like carnival sin? <laughs> I don't know. It-
1: <laughs> carnival sin. If you become a carny,
0: you've committed a carnival a sin. Is that a thing like if you're a carny, you know, like, oh, that was the carnival sin.
1: <laughs> he totally broke the churro machine. The carnival sin. <laughs> totally didn't totally
0: threw up on the Tilted World that was the carnival
1: sin you didn't put all the screws in the Tilted World <laughs> Granted, we haven't had all the screws since we got it but <laughs> yeah so no 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 that, I made the carnival car,
0: whatever sin but uh, we're we were uh, in Provo this weekend mm-hmm. and Friday night we are hanging out with the team and I got a text and I was like from a guy on my men's league team I was like you coming? oh <laughs>
1: Oh, Men's League is a goalie, too. Yeah.
0: That's oh, what yeah. The, that, that, the, the ultimate sin of a goalie is like to, to recover just, from. Like, if you're a player, you can just not show up to a Men's League game. Yeah. But if you're the goalie, you can't just, like, decide last minute, like, eh, I'm not coming. Like, you got you to gotta let someone know that you're not coming, like, at least, like, at least morning, but yeah. there's only night, so much you can do. It's good to tell everyone you're going to be gone like a week in advance. And honestly, I told my team that I wasn't going to be there, but I didn't tell Bo that runs the league. So oh, he was like, uh, are you coming tonight? I was like,
2: nope. Mm, sorry.
1: <laughs> going to be a hard no on that one.
0: Yeah, so I felt I felt bad. I, I, was, I was beside myself. I was torn up. I just don't like letting people down, yeah. and I, I can only imagine them like, "What? We got no goalie,
1: right?" It's like we're playing six dudes, or are we gonna give a sub? So How actually, one of the doing?
0: kids, uh, he he plays goalie like in the rookie league oh, okay. for fun, you know. And so yeah, he like called up his dad. They live close, and his dad like brought his goalie gear and suited up for the game, and we won.
1: Dang, look at that. Okay, so so they don't need you is what There's no. Just
0: so I, the one of my buddies, Dallas, on the. You know, he told me I better let the podcast know that I let down my team. So (laughs) I let down my team,
1: but they still got the win. Hey, sometimes you forget about games, it's just a lot (laughs) harder to to deal with when you're the goalie. Yeah, Yeah, it it was it it ruined it for my night for about an hour. You know, it's pretty funny though. My uh, when you say that, like my goalie and my men's league team is like texting me the day of, like a couple, I think two or three times, like four to five hours before the game like hey i've been so sick or whatever i'm not gonna make it back for the game and i'm like what what are we gonna you know and then like ah man it's 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 always so stressful the day of and i'm like i'm the team manager so i'm always like reaching out to the group does anybody know a goalie and then like (laughs) nobody says anything i'm like okay i guess i'll start calling down the goalie sub list you know and yeah. I made it pretty far down that list before finding someone. And, it's and, just like,
0: and you never know. Like you get a goalie, and they always give you the, hey, let me know if you don't find anybody else. Oh
1: yeah, that's like four <laughs> that's or
0: five like, of the answers. That's like the automatic text back, like of any like sub goalie is like, yeah, dude, I'd totally do it, but uh, let me know if you
1: don't find. But anyone. I don't want to. And so. be like.
0: Yeah, that's why I'm calling you is because I don't have someone.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, you're like the fifteenth dude I've called, so, haven't found one yet. So. so,
0: is it a yes or is it a no? I ain't calling back. It's, it's right. Like, there's no callbacks.
1: And now with 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 that and like so many telemarketers being out there, yeah, nobody answers their phone anymore. For no, you know, random numbers. So you're like calling and you just get voicemails, or whatever. So you're sending a text and you have no idea if it's going out to the abyss or if it's really reaching anybody, <laughs> and then. <laughs> You'll get, like, a text back, like, three hours later, and you're like, yeah, thanks, bro. I already found a guy, but appreciate you letting me know now. You yeah. Been done, you would have done it, but. <laughs>
0: yeah, I was I always try to say, are you in or are you out? You know? Like, yeah. Give
1: me the answer. I just want the straight answer. I so. do remember playing with your team, and you always sent that text, like, Dave, and, and I actually started doing that, like, I thought. Yeah, about, it's like good. Midway through the season, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to create a group text. And, yeah, I'll put out a text, like, five hours before the game, like, hey, let me know now. Like, you give me a, you know, yeah, yes, if I'm in, and no, if you're not going to be there.
0: So, the only problem with the group text is I found out people, there's, like, a, people that love group text, and there's people that hate yeah. group text. So, like, there's people that, like, that would usually text back to me that when I started a group text, never text back. So, yeah. I mean, it takes me, like, 10 minutes to send 15 individual messages, but... I get a better response from that.
1: That makes sense more personal and yeah, people hate group texts. Unfortunately, or fortunately, unfortunately, my team seems to like the group text. Okay. Have, I, like, I I'm, a fan of the,
0: I'm a fan of the group text because I usually get some good conversation and like if yeah. it's like that if everyone's going then everyone wants to go. So I think there's some people that like if they knew like when I do my drop-ins or whatever. Right. Like if they know so and so's going then yeah. they're in. But if that person's not going, maybe they're, you know, they're in,
1: maybe that because yeah. someone else isn't going to be there. So sometimes group text helps, but it's true. Like, oh, they, you can have that transparency, but we always have like three or four dudes that like to like start a, a full conversation, you know, <laughs> yeah, side, in, the side keep going and uh, <laughs> oh, I'll have to like shut it down sometimes. Like, hey, can you guys text offline if you're going to talk all like, this? And the
0: gifts for like six hours back yeah. and forth, like they just keep coming.
1: So I get a little frustrated with that. And then the. They'll call Mountain Locker I'm like, "Oh yeah, shutting the fun down, huh?" And I'm like, "I'm sorry, guys, but there's too many group texts out there that everybody's a part of, and I don't want to see 15 texts every five yeah. minutes."
0: See, I don't really care. I mean, I might miss it, just like if I miss something in a long group text, like, "Yeah, I missed it." But you buried it. Sorry, but yeah. you know, so my, my family has one. I'm usually the one who, you know, makes things not awkward, but you know, I'm the joker. Right, so, light in the moon. So I think sometimes, but people also, I think I've been banned from a uh, group text in Autumn's family for that. Just <laughs> <keeping> <laughs> <on>. Stop <laughs> for the love, Nick. Nick, Nick's been banned from group text in the. In Not another meme Om's from, from Nick. <laughs> Just because I make the jokes, but my family has to put up with it. So that's it's good. They keep me in the group text, but uh, yeah. So let's get into some hockey. So like I said, we were in Provo this last weekend and. It was a lot of fun, and I really enjoy like tournaments because of the team building stuff. Yeah, and I mean, we went to we went to Sizzler. I haven't been to a Sizzler in twenty years. I think the last Sizzler I went to, I was with my brother in law in Idaho Falls visiting his grandpa, yeah. before he died, and or we were just up there, but it was like twenty years ago. Like me and my little brother went. All
1: right, uh, yeah, every time I see a Sizzler. Going, and I feel like uh, there's still scissors around? You can still eat a scissor? I
0: I didn't even know the drill. Like I didn't like we walked in, I didn't know you ordered when you got there.
1: Yeah, like an order head <laughs> kind of place. Or don't they have like a buff buffet style thing or just a
2: salad bar? They have
0: a salad bar, but it's a pretty ultimate like I got the salad bar because Yeah. You know, it was just easier for me. And yeah, I was a big fan of it. It was a it was a hearty salad bar. Plenty plenty of options, so just yeah, get them. sneeze guards up in place, you know, for <laughs> yeah.
2: going. <laughs>
0: yeah, but I don't think any sneeze guard. Yeah. I, you know, we were in the Dollar Tree the other day, and they have, like, the sneeze guard he- sitting there, you know. But, like, I literally, like, see so many people just, like, look to the side and talk to somebody. That
1: Yeah. Eh, whatever. There's only so much you can do between, like, when you're trying to buy something and the sales associate has a sneeze guard in front of them and you both have masks on, it's like, what?
2: What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's the ultimate, like, movie teller but they don't have, like, the microphone thing they talk to. Yeah. What?
1: Uh, yeah. It's just only a matter of time before one of you either pulls the mask down or leans over <laughs> to the side of the guard like, hey, I, I just – can I add a pack of gum to this or something? <laughs> yeah, so – but we were, in play, you know, in, in Provo doing
0: some um, team-building stuff. We went to Bam Bam Barbecue. Bam
1: and, Bam Barbecue. And
0: Bam Bam's huh? Barbecue in Provo. Um, it looked really good. They, I, I had some potato chips. I thought they would have some pickles, but no pickles. But so Bam Bam Barbecue, uh, add some more. Uh... <laughs> they, they had like no, no
1: options for you is what you're Yeah, I, Yeah,
0: it was all right. But
1: Potato chips. And yeah, they
0: had, I had some potato chips and dipped them in some barbecue sauce, I think, so
1: nothing that was uh plant-based friendly
0: no nothing that was plant-based but hey it's all right I was going for the for the it, for the group was all about for the, me huh I, I'm all there for the group you so. have any baked
1: beans or do they have pork in them or something you
0: know what they were they said we would have had our beans today but we're out of beans what <laughs> what kind of
1: barbecue <laughs> joint runs out of beans
0: but I think they have bacon in their beans so yeah I, I don't think it really counts but but it's apparently it's uh started by a former BYU player Oh, really? And that's why it's called Bam Bam's. So that was his nickname on the hockey team. Uh-huh. I, I saw that because it's written on the wall as you walk in in like chalk. So
2: Oh,
1: sweet. It was pretty cool.
0: So, yeah, we went to Bam Bam's. It was a good barbecue place. I mean, it looked like good. It smelled good. I Everyone else enjoyed it thoroughly. So, yeah, check that out if you're in Provo. Um, but the tourney didn't go so well for our team. Like, we, it, it was a rough tournament for our dc win team um and i i'm having a real like i don't know what to do is it me as a coach is it the organization is it is it just the kids don't want to win maybe they're not good enough i don't know i think our our kids are good enough we just don't have the fire yeah and we just don't have i don't know we have a lot of kids that really want to win and we have some that you know i, I don't know it's like
1: have fun or it's and that's fine
0: and hockey is supposed to be fun and that's what that's the most important thing but i think at some point winning kind of has to be integrated cuz yeah. if winning isn't the goal then our, our, I'm, i don't are i don't want to i don't want to be the team that shows up to every game that the other teams like all right this is an easy one
1: yeah. It's a it's a stat booster, guys. Go out there and, hey, and pad your stats.
0: Yeah, and that's definitely I think what happened in our last game. Like we were down and our team was just defeated and like the kids on the other team were like they were still scoring. I mean we lost just rubbing it in. Yeah, hard. like we're already down eight to one. Then they put in another one, they're like Sally in front of our team. Like so like our first game just was no so we class, lost ten huh? to one. Two games. Two games we lost ten to one, which that's, is that's tough. Yeah, and we had one of our kids, there was like 30 seconds left, one of the kids scored on the team, and he like saluted in front of our bench, like down on one knee, and I had one of the kids, My like, gosh. one of the kids stood up, and he's like, hey, you know, like, you know, get in, he looked at me Look at like, me like, why would you do that? like, this kid's doing what you tell us not to do when we're up, you know, and we've only been really up in a few times, but... We tell the kids, like, hey, don't don't rub it in. That's not a good sportsmanship. Yeah. So this kid's doing it. He's rubbing it in our noses that, you know, they're scoring. They mm-hmm. just scored their 10th goal. And the kid was, like, pissed. And he got up. And I said, all right, you're in. Because I want to see that fire on the ice. I want kids yeah. that hate to lose. Like, I mean, it's okay to lose. But you should never, like, be like, eh, okay, we lost.
1: Yeah, like, there should be some frustration. Or you should be a little mad about it. Yeah. You know, like, not happy about it. Like, I mean, obviously... We're going to move on but i would much i'd be much happier much whether weather would have won that game
0: yeah and that's okay i think your expectation should always be to win yeah and if you don't then that's that and you're going to deal with that but it's just really frustrating when that's the status quo as right we hope we win you know and it seems like that's kind of the <clears throat> status quo throughout the whole organization we're playing with the dc wind and I don't know why that is. I don't know if it's a culture thing. I don't know if the because I mean I started looking into it, and our team's got outscored the 10U team. That's our team. We got outscored 23 to three. That's
1: not good. 23 to three. That's not good. No, that's not. I mean, that's close. terrible. And that that's hard for morale.
0: The 12U team got outscored 25 to one.
1: 25 to one. They only one scored one goal. We at least
0: scored in every game. We didn't get yeah. shut out, but still, it's not good. Um and the other and the 14year team they did pretty well and they had some close ones but they lost, they got out scored 14 to four so it's just not fun it's just and so when you see the horror organization like that you wonder like how are we gonna promote kids to come here I mean that's all of our good kids are leaving for other organizations and I mean there's a, you've had those talks with yourself with your wife you know like should we stick it out here? Like, are we, or are we doing our kid or ourselves a disservice? Because I mean, I'm frustrated. I, I love to win. I hate losing. Right. And my wife, she is in the crowd and she's very emotional and she's, she's frustrated. She hates losing. And I know there's other parents. I mean, other parents, they hate losing too. So, yeah. So what's going to change?
1: I would to stop and, getting blown away. And
0: so, and like me, I'm a, I'm a grudge person. Like, I'm not that person who wants to jump on the bandwagon of the good team. Yeah. Like, I would rather root for my team and through the crap, you know, and all those years of like, obviously, I'm a Leafs fan, had some bad years. And like, I like to root for the Florida Panthers too. Definitely not a team that's known for winning.
1: Not a whole lot of success (laughs) in their existence.
0: Yeah. So I'm I'm a grudge person and I'm not going anywhere. I want to stick with DC Wind. I'm going to do some coaching recruitment i think this summer well, you know i haven't told you mason but i'm <laughs> gonna start you gonna start hitting it hard yeah you know i'm gonna get you to get your usa hockey stuff this weekend <laughs> <laughs> just like getting an email like oh yeah your profile's created ready to go yeah we, or a
1: text i'm like hope, wait what
0: yeah mason i'm gonna i'm gonna try
1: and <laughs> you can sneak the pot you know learn in, you know mason we got a track suit for you we got the jacket we'll
0: get you a jacket.
1: dc win. Coach right. Mason.
0: Yeah, and, and I got no problem with coaches that are there to just, you know, help kids along in any way they can, and that's yeah. and that's good. You need those coaches because definitely I do not think there can ever be enough coaches at a practice, Um, but maybe have a couple more that know and can point out things they know that kids are doing. Like, I mean, it's little things like kids holding their stick right, moving yeah, their keep hands, it on the ice. keeping it on the ice. Like, the big thing I'm with is, like, kids like glue their top hand to their chest and they just never move it away from their chest. And so they just, they're when they pass, they're shooting it, you know, and they're not getting that good pass. Yeah. So just more coaches that can notice those things and help out at practice to kind of fix that.
1: Yeah. The fundamentals and then just, yeah, the little attention to detail things. I think it's a lot, it's hard to get young kids to, to know how to do the, the simple things as far as just like breaking the puck out staying together as a team, you know, and not leaving your defenseman high and dry way back behind the net or something. And yeah. yeah.
0: And, and hockey is a game that evolves and it changes so quickly that you got to evolve and, you know, adapt really quickly. So, and I talked to a lot of coaches, other coaches, I talked to a lot of parents and I'm like, why are kids leaving our organization and going other places? Why are these, all these other organizations so much better than us? Yeah. And all of them, basically tell us, well, it's because they get, that team gets two practices a week. That team gets more ice time. That team gets more ice time. That team gets more ice time. So why don't we get more ice time? And it's just not available to us. Yeah. And so DC Wind, they put a lot of pressure on, like, hey, let's, let's invite more players. Let's, you know, let's grow the game. But if we added 100 players, you know, this next week for next year, then we would just have two teams with 50 more players on them. Like there's yeah. no more ice for more teams. If yeah. we could if we could have 15 teams, we wouldn't because there's no ice time. So yeah. if, if ice time's the problem and that's why we can't g- be better as a team, we're not going to be able to grow our program. And we're not going to get anybody to jump on like, hey, want to go play for the DC wind? You get less ice time and they're not as good.
1: Yeah, so what's the sale here?
0: There is none. I mean, it's a little bit cheaper if you're just looking for a cheaper, you know. I mean, yeah. But, I mean, I want to keep the price down. I would be willing to do fundraisers every other week. I'd get the bake sale out. I don't care. Yeah, whatever
1: we're going to do. Brownies.
0: Like, yeah, I'm all for fundraising. I think it's so much fun, fundraising, because it gets kids out there and working for the money that... I think it's good for kids to, like, earn money to, like, pay for their sports. Yeah. Not that you can't afford as a team, but...
1: To really earn your spot, you know, too. Like, I remember growing up and kids were, like, sending thank you cards to people that helped them, you know, pay their dues and, like, fundraising. And it's, like, that's a lot of work you're putting in at a young age. I think it, it builds a good work ethic.
0: Yeah, when they say, like, a, it takes a village to raise a kid. Like, that's yeah. true. Like, I mean, the more people, and the more people you ask for money to fundraise, that person is now invested in your youth hockey career, so to say. Yeah. And they're going to ask you, oh, how was your game? Yeah, I'm and you're doing it, and then you're growing the sport on a whole nother level. Of now, you just you just let every one of your neighbors that you just asked ten dollars for to buy a pizza card or whatever. Now they know you play hockey, and the next time you see them, they're going to say, "Oh, how was your game?" Yeah, you know? and maybe they're like, "Oh, maybe we want to come to a game," and then they like it, and they have a kid that wants to play. And so, we got to be able to grow the game. So if it's ice time, I don't know. Maybe we got to learn we got to get some better relationships with the ice rinks and, or spread the ice all around. I don't think there's any ice rink that has ice time like available. I think we're all, you know, looking for the same stuff. I think we're all, um, trying to get ice and we just can't. So,
1: I mean, yeah. So that's like trying to get, I mean, getting another sheet of ice isn't no easy task.
0: No. And I'm, out I'm here. willing to like, See what it takes. I mean, I don't have a million dollars. I don't have 5 million dollars to build a rink. But like I said, it takes a village. Yeah. Maybe we need a new ice sheet. I mean, the last rink was built like 2006 or something and that was Logan. Oh,
1: and then we yeah, have Weber County got an extra the, yeah, ice. Yeah, sheet they did add another like sheet 5 years ago. So, but
0: they're usually ago, but yeah. they're usually pretty full.
2: Like, yeah, and their ice still, is
0: full. So what what it shows to me is like if you build it, they will come. Like there's enough fill. kids. Yeah. So and like it's hard for me to say, okay, I want to grow the game and bring people to the game when all it's doing is cutting down ice time for the kids that are already there. It just means
1: it's harder for the kids that have already been playing to get on the ice.
0: Yeah, because our bench right now—I mean, we had 15 skaters this last week. We had four or three full lines, and we were missing two kids. So come next, you know, weekend when we have our last tournament, the Iron Cup, um, we're gonna have a huge bench. So.
1: Yeah, that's it's it's hard it's hard to to get better when there's no ice time but it's also it's hockey's a hard sport in that regards as far as you have to have the ice you know to really have the practice like you have to have that resource versus like you know football or or basketball or baseball it's like you can find a field almost anywhere weather yeah. permitting or a court or whatnot to practice in. Whether you know? not permitting, you can go
0: inside a gym yeah. every every LDS church here in Utah which there's a uh, thousands of them Yeah, has an indoor gym and everybody knows somebody with a key to the gym.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so you can
0: have professional basketball court, you know, right around the corner or there's six around the corner.
1: Yeah. And almost every kid knows how to run or walk to yeah. some extent, maybe not the most coordinated <laughs> yeah. and can kind of pick those, that sport up. But like hockey, it's like, it's an unnatural motion. You know, skating is, it's a hard thing to learn and you have to, it just takes repetition. I mean, there's some people that step on and they learn it. They obviously get it faster than others, but it's, it takes a lot of repetition to become a strong skater and then build your game from there.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, whatever we got to do. And there's a new, I actually got sent a <laughs> position. <laughs> Bless you, bro. <laughs> I, actually, I actually got sent this position on the Utah hockey board, the UHA, whatever, hockey board. And it was... Um, growth and development you know volunteer position of growing the game and not and it specifically says not pushing kids from one program to another but getting new players but we don't
1: have enough ice for new players. Yeah, what resources are we going to use to accommodate new players yeah we have I, none
0: there's no there's not more street hockey rings either you know i mean you go classic skating i don't know if they do street hockey anymore yeah <laughs> i mean
1: sometimes well isn't bountiful doing the street yeah they do a, a they do a do a
0: roller but... program but there's still not that much roller program so yeah <clears throat> you got to get some more ice or something so if we want to grow the game with hockey in utah we got to either get more ice time for these hockey players and i don't know what we got to I mean, it's it's frustrating when you go to a rink and they have no, not even talking down on free figure skaters because you know they deserve ice too, and I know they need more ice per person out there because they're dancing and jumping and stuff. But you go there and they have freestyle for four hours, oh yeah, they, and there's three kids out there or five, you know, and it's like, but there's a hundred hockey players that would love to have an hour extra a week. Or, you like, know.
1: split that ice with, a, you know, half and half or something, even yeah, though
0: it's kind of hard. It kinda hard. Yeah, it be kind of hard. You do not want to hit a figure skating. Yeah, pucks flying and, but, and gear. but well, just cut the time in half.
1: Yeah, because I remember that when I was a, a supervisor at the Acord. yeah, we'd have, like, two or three back-to-back freestyle sessions or, like, freestyle and then the figure skating, like, practice for the little club team, you know, and it's, like, in that total two- to three-hour time span, like, I really didn't even have to zam the ice. Like, I didn't yeah. even have to get the zamboni on there. I only did it just so people, when they came for hockey, they saw that fresh coat of ice, you know, of, of water on the ice, and they'd be like, oh, the driver's not doing his job. But really, it's like, there was, like, five skaters out here, and they're out. barely nicking up the ice. They weigh, like, 20 pounds. You could have went out there with a water
0: ball and hit it. there like, toe-pick holes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just,
1: like, it, it was, yeah, it was hard to watch. You're, like, as a hockey player, like, man, there's just so much unused ice and there's just so few people out there right now that it's just like yeah. ice
0: is so valuable to these hockey players and like anybody wants ice like i'll dude i'll put out of that i'll take any ice at any rink yeah that i can get
1: yeah whatever time slots available yeah
0: because i just love to play hockey and i got a bunch of guys that just love to play hockey and we love to just you know shoot the puck play whatever i want to get the kids out there more like i'm all for it's not the money issue to me it's the time yeah so that's my rant on ice time and <laughs> you know youth hockey not getting better. But hey, let's uh recognize the winners of the it's like the WRHL, which is you know the the basically the playoffs for the Utah youth hockey, but um in the 14u national division, the Provo team won, in the 14u American division, Park City won. Um, the 12U division, Park City won that one also. In the 10U American division, the Ogden Mustangs won that one. And in the 10U National division, Park City. So, Park City taking three out of the five. So With one Ogden
2: like,
0: in there, huh? Yeah. Ogden and Provo got one, so.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, Park City's doing something right. They yeah. have, or they just have... A good balance of ice to kid ratio out there. But I mean, there's only one rink out in Park City. Yeah. So, like but, how creative can they get?
0: And I think they're really pushing hockey out there, which yeah. I could see there's a couple ex NHL players that actually live out there. It's but, a growing place. But for that sure. just shows you that the rink can have a lot of influence on these hockey kids. Yeah. And I know DC Wind has Eagles and a lot of good players go there, but. For these Division One, two teams, you got to be competitive. Yeah. So, but that's my. So I don't know if it's a change in culture or we just need more ice time. But I'm sick of losing ten to one.
2: Yeah.
1: No.
0: I mean, it's hard. It wears <laughs> on you, especially. I
1: mean, as a coach. Yeah. You know, it's hard enough to watch it as just a parent or yeah. fan, but you know, when you're out there coaching, you're spending your own time every, you know, two two times a week, whatever it may be, to try and develop these kids and. You know, you just, you know, like, it's hard on them. It's hard on everybody to see the score, yeah. you know, not in your favor.
0: And I'm not a coach that likes to yell, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm at a loss of, like, what else to do.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I think you're in a, that's a good point, and that's a good mindset because, I mean, yelling at 10-year-olds is only going to get gonna, you so far, right? It's and not going to do good. It's pretty know. much just going to make them not want to play hockey. <laughs> and
0: yeah. that's my last thing I want. Yeah. I just want them to want to play
1: hockey. Yeah. And want to actually skate. Exactly. <laughs> right. Like, even, like, like when you guys aren't on the ice for two weeks, for them to be like, how do I find a way to get on the ice? Yeah. You know, that kind of mindset, right? Whether that's public skate, stick and puck, or what what yeah. have you. Let's go high school hockey
0: still going yeah. on. Playoffs are still going.
1: Yep. It is uh, tonight. My alma mater is taking on uh, Beaumont. That, was, you know, that game kicked off. About forty-five minutes ago, six forty-five, the Weber County ice sheet. For so now, winner goes to the championship. So, so I mean, Viewmont has a lot of
0: DC win players on it. You know, growing up, so, so you I may, mean, I guess I, guess I got a little, got a little stick Vuma. to Viewmont, but hey, Copper Hills alumni on the podcast. So
1: yeah, Copper Hills alumni in my uh, senior year. We uh, played Vermont in the playoffs when they were the number one seed, and they, they beat us by a pretty good amount. And <laughs> they had that crazy fan base, which I had never seen in high school hockey. And they, I mean, there was a kid that scored a hat trick, and I would never seen so many hats on the ice. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? More, a high school game? I thought it was an NHL game. Yeah, like a, I was a like, home NHL game. Yeah, it it felt like a home game in Pittsburgh or you know, <laughs> Crosby. Toronto or something. Crosby yeah gets a hat trick, and that's yeah. how it was. I was just like, it took, I can't even remember how long it took to clean that up so we could continue the game. I was just like, wow. The Zam driver's like, what do we do? We,
0: yeah, we yeah, clean them up? Or, yeah, or is it just like the refs walking around or skating around picking up hats for throw 20 Do we minutes?
1: send the concession stand employee out there just slip <laughs> and fall?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. anyways, well, maybe it's a grudge match, maybe. See? Maybe, maybe they'll remember Hill's that getting the revenge. 11 years ago. <laughs> They're getting the revenge. Yeah. Maybe one of the coaches remembered. Like, I was here. I was there. 11 years ago, Viewmont handed us a loss
1: that we'll never forget. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were like the undefeated team. I think they were undefeated. They were pretty close to it. and They were just hated by everybody that year. And they ended up losing the championship that to that Skyline team that yeah. had like a few players that decided to really show up and turn it on in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> and they kind of wheeled Skyline to yeah. a championship. They had to win twice in that loser's bracket. And uh, they did, and I just remember like everybody just cheering for Skyline because like they just wanted Viewmont <laughs> to lose so bad. Uh, well, the loser of this game plays Skyline in the next in the losers bracket. Hey, irony, irony. So but, yeah, and so because yeah, Skyline's made it. They've gotten two wins in the losers bracket to make it back to the semis after, and they got knocked down by Viewmont, right? And a four three loss, yeah, in the third round. So, you know, they're probably looking for. They would love to see Beaumont again. I'm sure in that game. <laughs> see revenge, it comes around. It's true. But uh,
0: and then the the D2 Independent Championship game two for Realsies. Yep. This time um, against Cash Valley and UCI South. That's probably like, I think
1: that's at 8:30 tonight. So that's in an hour.
0: Yeah, that's probably like the most north independent team versus a I guess it's not the most south because there's South Valley or southern Utah which is yeah it's like right Payson and stuff but pretty much top of you know the Wasatch front to the bottom playing each other in the championship so it's kind of cool and uh, everybody knows
1: how much you know you love these independent teams so <laughs>
0: <laughs> dude I, I uh, found a picture of my old independent team the other day. Yeah, it was freaking awesome. And I looked at, it, I was like, "Dude, we could have, we could have beat any of these guys." So. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we uh, guys hope... had
1: some stellar kids back. In the yeah, we ago. had
0: some good kids, and uh, I'm trying to put together an alumni game so.
1: And really show them like this, is, hey, this is, and
0: like I don't know if it, if we can play like our team versus the current team, or if, I don't know if that would work. Yeah, I mean, we just play like drop-in style. Maybe a ref just to drop the puck, you know. Maybe play no check. Right. I mean, yeah. obviously, the high school kid's are like, oh, we'll play check. Yeah. <laughs>
1: no, but the, the rest of us are like, oh, I'm going to break a hit. Man. Yeah. and I got to really, work tomorrow.
0: And honestly, the older guys probably could throw a hit with their weight, you know, a lot harder than these, you know. Oh, yeah.
1: I'm, I mean, that's where I'm at. Like, I, I know I could probably... Easily throw a good check on the majority of these high school kids. But the one time those kids line me up and get me, like I'm filling it the next day rather than probably the day after too. Yeah. But, yeah,
0: I, I hope it happens. So, uh, DCI, we're uh, coming from you, for you. Or or maybe it'll just be an alumni versus alumni game, and that'd be fun too. Just Dude, to old get, the, man's versus get, the, get the old crew together and a couple of the other old guys that played, you know, Benny and stuff.
1: Yeah, your brother Benny and and all the all the good OGs. That would be fun. My, my
0: two nephews,
1: DCI drop-in.
0: We've had a lot of people on the DCI team. So yeah, but uh, so that's all. I mean, high school hockey is about wrapped up.
1: Yeah, it's about to finish up, and uh, they they had a pretty lengthy season actually, despite <laughs> yeah COVID protocols. Yeah, they just kept it going. I think I it's good.
0: I think it's good that they kept it going and they got as many games and let these kids play. I think it's good for the kids, especially the seniors, that this was it. Yeah, I mean,
1: feel bad for those Farmington kids still. That oh my gosh, <laughs> man, yeah, they didn't get to have a, a big in, didn't get to play in the All Star game because of their fans, and they also didn't win
2: yeah. the championship. I mean,
0: imagine losing the championship last year, losing both games this year. And then being told you can't be in the All Star game because your your fans are too cool. By the way, your your fans. Your your your,
1: your friends were too mean or too rowdy at the game. Yeah. So
0: we're gonna punish you. Damn you for having a supportive friends and family.
1: Yeah. What were you thinking? <laughs> Trying to make people support your hockey team.
0: Oh, no, I still feel bad for those guys, so Yeah. So uh, I mean I guess Talk a little juniors, it's it's pretty much over, so...
1: Yeah, it, I mean, the other... Two of the three teams in Utah were done yeah. last weekend or, or the two Yeah, outlier, the outliers moved on out of that division to play in the the finals. In the nationals for the USPHL Premier League that they play in, so and that was kind of neat.
0: And they got one win in their
1: three. They played three games, right? Yep. And
0: they got one win, which, hey, that's still good on that national level.
1: Yeah, and their, their first loss... 4-7 to, to the Charlotte Rush. Um, that was the eventual champion.
0: Hey, Charlotte, so 4-7 yeah. against the eventual championship? I mean, that's competitive.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, it. it they weren't too far away. The, the gap wasn't that significant Yeah. Um, for them to be up there or, you know, potentially in the national championship. And uh, they're, one of their players, Luke Volkman, had a hat trick in that game. So, good on them. And then they, they got the dub. Yeah, the last game, 2-1 against the Chicago, Chicago Cougars. Yeah, and so, then there was that. The
0: fake, the fake, uh, the fake Michigan, Michigan or Shvenchkov oh, or man. lacrosse goal, or whatever you yeah. want to call it, but dude, that was that to me was cooler than any Michigan goal I've seen. Like I'm, not, oh, oh yeah, the Michigan goal is like it's cool, but like I'm the guy who's like, dude, if that ever gets pulled on me, I'm breaking someone's stick. Oh yeah. One time we were at uh, drop-ins in Ogden, and there was this kid, and he was kind of like that guy who got in hockey like later in life, but he was there at every like you know public skate and he was there at every drop-in he was getting better and he had friends that you know played high school and ended up playing college but and so he like he sucked but he was cool (laughs) and he got better he did but he was that guy who like just like waxed up his stick so like he just literally had like it was like he had bubblegum all over and all he had to do was like touch the puck and it like magnetized to his stick and he always did it like just stick it on his stick and just start, you know, throwing it back like and A forth. Robbie
1: Shrimp to just play the yeah. boss with it.
0: So I was like uh, playing player, and I was like, Benny was there, I think Cody was there, and I was like, dude, if he tries that on me, it's I'm gonna, going down. I'm and dude, I he tried it. I was and I just slashed his stick as hard as I could. Just like I was just like, I'm sick of this. Like it's yeah. it's cool if you're yeah. gonna like just do it, but like. Like to Come like, on. to do it center ice and then like lacrosse it all the way into the net. You know that's just way He's too wasting much. everybody's time. Yeah, yeah. So I I chopped his stick so hard and then his buddy like just wrecked me in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> his guardian
1: <laughs> angel. <laughs> his guardian angel. You how dare you touch our Michigan? Yeah. Double sided tape, <laughs> <pup>. <laughs> yeah. friend that can just lift the puck up on will at will.
0: It wasn't even skill. It was just that he just had so much wax on his stick that it just stuck.
1: <laughs> right. I mean, you're not using. It's not your natural talent. You just make your stick sticky enough. Yeah. It's it's, it's just ridiculous.
0: <laughs> Sorry, mason's Just adjusting uh, his mic here. It's oh. The extra noises.
1: <laughs> keeps dropping on me, dude. It keeps dropping too low, and I'm.
2: Hey, we haven't we net.
0: haven't had one airplane fly over.
1: It's true. It's a lot less quieter in the sky. Yeah,
0: we're we're down in the, the the hockey room in my house actually tonight with it looks like a ten year old you know sleepover over here with all the the blanket fort looking things going on.
1: There's a lot of blanket walls around us. All, all <laughs> sorts of fun blankets too. You got Ray and BB Eight.
3: Oh,
0: there's and, an Alice uh, Wonderland. Alice
1: in Wonderland and some ugly Capitals blanket. <laughs>
0: If my kids came down right now, they'd be like, oh, Dad, it looks awesome down here. Don't let, don't change it.
1: Can we sleep right here? Can we sleep
2: down here? Yeah.
0: I did tell Lexi, I was like, hey, maybe next weekend we can have all the girls over for a sleepover, you know, and we'll do it in this room. Yeah. As you can see, I got to put that TV up over there on that wall, so.
1: <laughs> That'd be cool. They can have that. They'll probably be just shooting all night, playing yeah, hockey.
0: That's fine with me. So this room's four, so. Exactly. But. Back to what we're talking. Um, so yeah, uh, the rush. The no, yeah, no. What's what's their name? So yeah, Charlotte Rush. Oh, Charlotte Rush.
1: Okay. Big um, Michigan. They won championship against Charleston Colonials, which is a yeah, a, a kind of fun name. I almost like wonder is that a questionable name right now being called the Colonials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's a good six five win. So, so high scoring game.
0: Yeah. So and it was competitive so that's what you want Um, then jump over let's go college I mean there
1: was there was actually some college hockey college hockey hockey in Utah
0: it's back
1: it's back for the final what do they
0: say for the final tour what do they call it It oh yeah
1: I don't know I can't remember what they said the final tour (laughs) but yeah Utah State who's uh, been the most creative team of the Utah college teams this year trying to get games and they've gotten you know bailed on Couple times, I, but I
0: like to think that they they had their four games against BYU and went 0 and 4, and they're like, well, We're not having a, a you know a defeated season. <laughs> no, the, the flip away. side
1: of that BYU is like, We can have an undefeated season, let's just stop. We're now. done,
0: we're done, yeah. Four, we're undefeated, we're done. Utah State's like, hey, we ain't going out like that. No, heck no. And so they're calling Montana schools. They, get, they probably called up Weaver State and said, we'll pay for you guys to have ice.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I, I'll battery jump in the bit to have a game. What do we got to do to get you down here?
0: Yeah. We don't care who you bring, just... Bring a squad. We just want to play somebody.
1: And I bet that rowdy fan base up there in Logan <laughs> was super happy about a six-one W. Yeah, on and Friday.
0: Our, and our boy Hunter Doyle.
1: Yeah, a four-pointer.
0: Dude, Hunter Doyle, shout out, little, little welcome to Cup Talk bump right there. The
1: senior captain. So that's kind of that's cool to see in one of his last games.
0: He's got one. Yeah, and they got one more. Let's see if we State can, you know get a win this season.
1: Speaking of door, that's senior night too for Utah State, so you'll know. Oh. He'll be on. You know, it's game tour. on for like, him. Right? I feel
0: like, I feel like uh, Utah State's uh, season has been like going to a rock concert, you know, like,
1: they yeah. went off,
0: and they, you know, they played and then everyone's like, one more game, one yeah. more game, <laughs> Encore. one Encore. more game. one more song. You know, and like yeah. they all like walked off, but they all they all knew they were coming back out. You know, like oh yeah, every rock band does that. Like when you go to a show, mm-hmm. it's like we're Cheers. gonna walk off, yeah, and we're coming back and we're playing not one but two more songs just <laughs> for you, the slow one. And then the one everybody loves. They, they act
1: like this wasn't done in rehearsal over the last like week or whatever.
0: Bands that I've seen like multiple times, they always come back on and they play like the same. Like it's almost like it's it is rehearsed, but it's the same songs every time. they like,
1: you got to play the hits.
0: Yeah. So you come out, play the slow song, and then you play the one that you know the party song, or the one that everyone loves. This it just
1: to. goes out in style.
0: And then some bands even throw in that third song, you know. Two that are just they do every show, and then the one that they.
1: And then it's know. like number four. If, if they're thinking number four, it's like, oh, well, actually, I do got to get home and pick up the kids. or You know, I got to work tomorrow, so yeah. the encore was great. But yeah. it's 9 p.m., and I got to drive home <laughs> for another hour.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's that's Utah State, This you know. Yeah. I, I hope, hey, I'm telling you, we should maybe go to the game for I, free. I would be down. April 2nd. I'll see see if we can do That's not
1: this Friday, but next.
0: Yeah. It would be fun. A little trip up to Logan.
1: Yeah. 7 p.m. That's not too late, you know. Get home in a decent hour, but...
0: But we we should get the... If anybody's listening to this and is going to Utah State game, let's get one more game.
1: One One more more game game game. right at the end (laughs) of the game. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or just right before they come out, because this is already the encore.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like, as they're about to, like, do their senior... Yeah Ceremony or whatever
0: <laughs> Yeah yeah
1: <laughs> no, let's, let's see if we can get A, a, a shot with uh, The captain Doyle You know Yeah yeah <laughs> Before or after the game Or something Like hey bro Hey uh, bro Remember the little people That interviewed you Yeah
0: yeah That podcast Maybe we'll have to get One of them on this, I guess Yeah next, next week We'll get some Utah State players on again
1: Yeah we've had a The goalie Ethan Weesey ETPC e- e- Weesey PC Weesey PC Yeah and, and Doyle Hutchin They've Doyle. been good
0: Yeah So Hopefully Utah State gets another win, or yeah. You know, I, I guess mean, we got you got another. You got Weber about State alumni, alumni. <laughs> also my alumni as well. But
1: but hey, I mean, I've I've been uh, appreciative of what these Utah State players have done. You know, coming on our show and interviewing. So not definitely not gonna be disappointed if they get the dub. You know, I'll still be happy if, if Weber State got one, just because yeah. <laughs> just, you know,
0: still a Weber State fan. Nice, nice. And then. Next game for those guys is April second, like we say, and it's also up in Logan, so just in case we didn't make that clear.
1: Check it out. Yeah, go to their then you have to go through the Utah State Club Sports, I believe, to get a ticket, but they've yeah. been and they've been selling out, right? They've, and then
0: and then Weaver State had I think they sold their own. Like they got a handful oh, okay. of them. And I think they sold their own. So probably gonna do that again.
1: So check out their you know, I'm sure the best bet is to yeah. Check, check out, out their, their Facebook Inst- and Instagram pages.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then Uh, The Grizz, the Grizz were away this last weekend, played two against the Rush. This is where I got confused with the the Charlotte Rush was.
1: Oh, right, Rapid City, Charlotte.
0: Rapid City, Rush. So, two Rushes. But, yeah, Grizzlies played the Rush. They split the weekend. Yeah. One Friday night and then lost big on Saturday. Yeah.
2: I'm sure
1: Rapid City was getting turned down there. I don't. I mean, I don't, I don't know how many people are allowed to come to games, if any, but <laughs> if they have a decent fan base, they were pretty happy about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. a 7-0 stomping yeah. of the Utah Grizzlies.
0: And I mean, halfway through the season, Grizzlies are sitting at ninth, so kind of yep. been dropping a lot lately. Um, Need to get back up on that horse.
1: Um, They've fallen, yeah, a few spots in the last. Yeah, month ish of the season.
0: But I mean, uh, a stat that I like pulled out was Grizzlies have lost 15 times by one goal.
1: Yeah, like the games are super competitive and they don't have the best track record outside of regulation.
0: Yeah, they've gone to 11 overtimes and lost nine times. So they're two and nine in overtime to shootout. So, I mean, if you could turn that the other way and have nine more wins and two losses.
1: They're sitting pretty.
0: Yeah, they'd be sitting way pretty. I mean, and those fifteen games that are one goal games, yeah, let, nine of them were overtime or shootouts. So that's a lot of your close games that you just gotta win.
1: Yeah, you gotta finish strong. Yeah, gotta keep that mental, mental game on point. That's
0: what is it? It's three on three, right? And you see, it's ECHL's three on three. I also. I
1: want to say yes. I don't know. I don't have a definite answer on that one, but
0: I feel like I always forget. Like I I go to the game. I see the overtime. I see the shootout. And every time it goes back, I'm like. Is it five shooters? Or is it three How shooters? How many do they have? Yeah. I swear it's five in the shootout in the ECHL.
1: I think because they had a shootout on Friday night, and I think there was only one Grizzly that scored, and then three shooters that didn't score for Rapid City. So I want to say it was only three, but I so can yeah, check it
0: out. yeah, I think maybe yeah. it is three now. I, I used to be five, and that's why I can't ever remember. But um, they got to win in overtime. That's they got. I don't they know did. if they got to have shootout practice or what, but.
1: Yeah, Hunter Skinner scored the the shootout winner on Friday. Dude, Skinner turned yeah. it up
0: for a D man.
1: Yeah, he's been he's been good for the Grizz this year, and uh, it
0: has got like oh, seven goals, and eleven assists.
1: Yeah, that's that's pretty that's solid numbers. And old Charlie,
0: I don't think that's for sure numbers, but I'm pretty sure that's what I read today.
1: Charlie Gerrard is back in town. You know, he got called up for a minute to go play in Colorado for the Eagles, and he was leading the team in goals before he got called up, but he had a couple on Friday. So it's cool to see, and uh, yeah, you know the Grizzlies just got to be able to finish out these you know overtime games, and hopefully we'll see them back in the playoffs and get some playoff hockey in Utah, yeah, once again. I mean, Matthew, professional playoff hockey.
0: Matthew Bouchard's leading the team in goals and assists. I think you need some more scoring. Sounds like he's doing a lot of the scoring and a lot of the assisting, but yeah, maybe get some secondary scoring. Um, they got four games home this next weekend against Tulsa. But they're 3 against Tulsa, so this is a chance to maybe get some wins that they deserve, and yeah. you know, against a team they haven't done good against so far. I mean, they've only played
1: them three times, but yeah, and Tulsa's one spot behind them in 10th right now. So, I mean, they're <laughs> going to be wanting to win. Yeah. it's going to be gritty. So, Grizzlies will definitely need to to stay tough and uh, yeah, finish games.
0: So they got four games this week. Um, they got Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I'll be at the Saturday night game with the with the team, living the sweet life. Oh, was it the DC win night? Yeah, DC win night. So all right, all right. And then hey, get to one of these games because next month there's only three home games.
1: Oh yeah, on, so home, now's so. the chance.
0: So yeah, get to one of these home games this this week Wednesday thir- Wednesday Friday Saturday Sunday. And hey, you know Sunday maybe you know playing in Utah on Sunday isn't the worst thing. Maybe maybe they're being blessed. You know. Yeah. The- you don't got to go to church, so you might as well go to the Grizzly yeah. game. Zoom that. Zoom Church while at the Grizzly game.
1: <laughs> you can yeah, you can do both. But yeah, Grizzlies multitasking at its finest.
0: Grizzlies four zero on Sunday afternoon.
1: Hey, look at that Sunday fun day. You know, in the storm and Mormon state of Utah, Grizzlies four zero.
0: So we have Lady Grizz practice. Maybe we'll shoot over after Lady Grizz. That's what we did last weekend. So maybe we'll do that yeah, again. That's a fun time. It is a fun time.
1: And then yeah, you you the game's over. And it's like four p.m. You still got yeah, you, you got know, your all Sunday day. left. You, you go to dinner, day. whatever you whatever you want to do. Yeah.
0: So yeah, if you missed if you miss Wednesday, you missed Friday. You're busy. Saturday you're busy. Hey, Sunday afternoon, you don't even got nothing. Or
1: we'll watch it's, yeah. Even if you're zooming church, just and you're not even in the <laughs> nine a.m. ward, just just tap into the nine a.m. <laughs> call. You know, like I watch the nine a.m. ward, and then I'm going yeah, to yeah. the one p.m. Grizzly game. Yeah, you, there can you sleep go sleep in, and you can get done early before dinner. It's, you
0: could probably still hit the eleven. 11 o'clock church it's the Grizzly game so you may
1: just have to like start the car with it on and you know listen to the last because uh, I think gym
0: church is in a full hour it's like a half hour Oh, so. perfect so yeah I did not know yeah. even if you want to hit the 11 o'clock and jet out to the Grizzly game so get your sacrament and get your Grizzlies in on Sunday yeah but buy your tickets beforehand that way you're not spending money on the Sabbath
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sunday was the Sabbath. We, we didn't spend money. We just showed up. There happened to be a hockey game going on.
0: Yeah, so so get to the good of the game. Four zero on Sunday. So let's keep it rolling. And yeah, our interview today is uh is up with uh, my good buddy Jay, and we we will have a we'll talk about our way we met, but it's a fun story. Um, Jay Obermurega. Obmerega.
1: Obmerega, is that how you say
0: it? Yeah. I always say obrega, but it's not. It's obmerega. Oh, okay. okay. So, all right, let's go to that interview right now. All right, let's do it. This episode of Welcome to Cub Talk is
1: brought to you by Timberline Roofing. There's nothing harder on a roof than wind. Slowly over time, it weakens your shingles, causing them to curl, tear, and fall off your roof. Missing shingles will eventually lead to roof leaks. That will damage the interior of your home. That's why
0: Timberline Roofing comes in. A family owned operated company, Timberline Roofing gives you a hundred percent guarantee on service and repair and replacements. Give Jay at Timberline Roofing a call at four three five seven five seven two two eight two for a free estimate and Jay will take care of you. I promise you. Also,
1: mention welcome to Cup Talk for five hundred dollars off a estimate on your roof. Be sure to check him out. A Good follower of the podcast and our lovely interview today. Jay does, has a great thing going down there. So uh, if you have any roofing needs, Timberline. Timberline Roofing. All right. Today on the show, we got my
0: good buddy, Jay Amurga. He uh, grew up playing in the Junior Sharks organization out in San Jose and also attended Athol Murray College of Notre Dame of Saskatchewan. And Jay, how's it going tonight?
3: Hey boys, doing fine. How are you guys?
0: Oh, we're just fantastic. I mean just chopping it up on another Monday <laughs> night. It's another episode <laughs> of Cup Talk. <laughs> so where where are you at tonight?
3: Uh, I'm just hanging out in my hotel here in Price, Utah. I'm in down in Price uh Tuesday through Saturday. Just slanging the roofs.
0: Wow, the Isn't lovely it? Price, Utah for the sponsor of this interview timberline roofing that's actually how we met and i mean I, I get a call from autumn saying there's a guy at the door and he's a big hockey fan <laughs> you should get home and talk to him he's got lots of good stories but uh let's let's hear your take on how we met
3: uh well so i, I look for specific types of roofs and uh, my manager said you gotta you gotta check out this one roof. It's, it looked like crap <laughs> all curling and everything <laughs> so uh so he gives me the address and then i uh i drive over to your place and knock on your door uh of course autumn picks up opens the door and uh she's like you're the fifth guy that stopped by here and i was like oh yeah never mind about the roof whose hockey net is up front there who plays <laughs> hockey here and uh it was like she was like oh uh my husband and my daughter and i said oh cool uh Busted out the phone. So I play myself. My daughter plays. She's playing at a competitive level. And then uh, next thing you know, we're just chopping it up. And uh, And then you come home, maybe like... Half an hour later, you probably won't <laughs> what the heck's
0: going on here. So, yeah, we, yeah, we we ended up talking hockey for like two hours and then at the end of the night we're like, oh yeah, we gotta we gotta get this roof stuff done too. So
1: <laughs> did you guys end up going with Jay for that?
0: We did, yeah. So Jay helped us out go through the insurance with our roof and it was awesome. So props out to Jay. I mean I've had a lot of people and I've tried to do the insurance thing with the roofing. And I've never been able to, like, get anyone to give me the time of day. But Jay got it done. He got the insurance on board. And, yeah, as you can see, I mean, as you saw when you're coming in, my roof looks – it's new. (laughs) You can play hockey on that thing now. It's it's intact. Definitely don't got any leaks or cracks or uh, curled shingles anymore. So thanks, Jay, for that help. But, hey, I'm more happy that I got a good hockey friend out of it. It's kind of weird how you always – you know these hockey friends you have
1: throughout your life and how you met. You know, yeah, it's a it's a I mean a, a you know a smaller population out here in Utah. So you every time you meet a big hockey fan or a hockey player, you know you you try and get that keep you know expand your little fraternity of hockey boys out in here. So that's cool. That's a cool story.
3: Oh, well, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. So uh, anytime I see a, even a bumper sticker or something, I get super excited. You
0: know? <laughs> right.
3: Yeah especially out here.
0: Yeah. So so how did you make it to Utah? I mean, started in, you know, you played all well oh, over the place. Man. And let's hear how you got back to Utah since, you know, uh, we're a Utah podcast. So, uh, let's find out how this great hockey player made it back to Utah. Uh,
3: so I was, uh, I was at Notre Dame uh, playing, and then I uh, went to Ontario to play junior hockey. And at the time, so I'm 43, so this is uh, back in the 90s. Uh, Ontario had a, uh, a thing called OAC. So in order to, to graduate high school and go on to college, you had to do a grade 13.
2: Oh, and boy. That's,
3: it, was the only, <laughs> it was the only province that did that. And I was like, the heck with that. I'm not going back for a grade 13. So I transferred back to Notre Dame uh, in uh, Saskatchewan, uh, played my final year there. And then I uh, went off to Briarcrest in Saskatchewan and played uh yeah, you know, didn't really get much playing time it was rough uh there's no such thing as ncaa eligibility there so a lot of the guys come from major junior programs and uh the following year i just kind of found myself all right i'm not going to make this team it's not going to work out so i transferred to another college in winnipeg at uh, cmu and uh eh, i kind of got involved in Partying a little bit and uh, not going to class, so, got into uh, academic probation. Uh, that summer, I was working at a hockey camp in Minnesota, and uh, there was a there was a guy there from Utah uh, named Barry Egan. He started a program out in Salt Lake called uh, the Wamaha Wasatch Amateur Hockey Association. I'm not sure if it exists anymore, but he yeah. moved out east. And I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, he, yeah.
1: That, that The, youth, the junior grizzlies so, uh, are still around. I'm not sure if they still call it mama, but yeah, the organization, yeah, it still exists in some facets.
3: So I uh, ended up, he asked me to come out and help uh, construct his program during the summer. Mm. And uh, so I lived at his house, moved out to Salt Lake just for a few, I was just planning on going for a few months and uh, there I, uh, ended up running a camp in Ogden uh with Northern Sports Management and that's when I ran into people from good old Weaver State and I uh, <laughs> had no go. intention of going there <laughs> I didn't know anything about it uh but uh coach uh, Rob Larson he kept in touch with me I went back to Winnipeg I kind of figured out that uh yeah it wasn't happening uh it wasn't, wasn't gonna happen so I uh Transferred well, headed after seven years in Canada, headed back to uh, the U.S. Ended up in Ogden, and uh, the, the ACHA back then compared to now was was uh, <laughs> it was challenging. It was uh, in order to make the team back then there were, there were guys that like literally couldn't like you would make the team if you can stop in both directions. <laughs> so the skills sounds yeah, like skills high school really hockey. Varied yeah yeah. It was I think it was 2000 and yeah, 2001 and uh, yeah when the season first started actually I was on I was on the ice for practice at Weber uh, when 9/11 happened
2: and uh, oh, wow
3: yeah it was, it was crazy a practice stopped and everything and we I think we were at that time we were the only team in the league where we had guys from everywhere so we just kind of just walked through everybody it wasn't it wasn't even a competition and uh uh the so i was there for a year and then the following year they opened up the rink in logan and uh we played up there because usually uh utah state had uh had their guys come down uh because they didn't have their own rink so they practiced in ogden and the first game out there i was like oh my gosh they got fans and, yeah. uh, <laughs> Was it even <laughs> back was, then, uh, Utah State uh, got good turnouts, huh? Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was. It was crazy. And uh, I had joined a fraternity. I was doing all the things in college that I, I didn't do. Like, I think I have a record for playing for four different colleges. It was you know just bouncing around. Not, no, no intention to really graduate. I just wanted to keep playing as long as I could. And uh, college hockey drifter, transferring. <laughs> yeah, college, yeah. ACHA college hockey drifter, just trying to live the, the journey dream man. a little bit longer <laughs> <laughs> live the dream just a little bit longer and then, that's what uh, we're all doing <laughs> right we're all trying to live that <laughs> dream
1: <laughs> in some way
3: yeah so uh, pretty much that's it i uh i uh left moved to florida for a little bit uh, uh just uh around in a league down there um which was the wha2 which is now known as the SPHL. okay but yeah. uh there were, there were problems. They, they weren't paying guys and stuff. So I came back to Utah. And uh, at the time, uh, gosh, it just uh, the recession happened and all of that, 2008. So there's no way I was moving back to the Bay Area. Uh, moved to Seattle for a couple of years, played men's league out there, and then ended up coming back uh, to coach, uh, assistant coach at USU for a couple of years until my daughter took An interest, and she was like, I want to play, and I'm like, Well, I guess, uh, enough of that coaching nonsense because uh, <laughs> now I gotta focus on, yeah. focus on her. And then, uh, you know, and then it t- took a life of its own, and yeah, and here we are.
0: Nice, uh,
1: it's been, a, it was definitely a journey getting back to Utah <laughs> for you. That's that's quite the experience. Did you say so? You finished your college hockey career at Utah State, then you would transfer from Weaver State to Utah State,
3: yep. Yeah.
1: Nice, nice. Oh, and uh, yeah, because oh, yeah. Utah State—they, they, I mean—they were the, the glory boys forever in Utah college hockey, just annihilating everybody. And well,
3: yeah, it was fun. Yeah, a lot of a lot of talent, uh, a lot of talent there. But uh, you know, we did we did get a lot of Canadian kids at one point.
1: I remember that. Uh, that yeah, they put
3: an end. Yeah, they put an end to that though.
1: I heard there was like some kind of agricultural scholarship that they
2: found they could <laughs> and give these kids it, from Canada. Being... <laughs> it, it wasn't, you know, you it, air
1: quotes, it. you know, that's, that's the rumor that I heard yeah. that, uh, you know, yeah. yeah. So these Canadian kids come down on some random academic scholarship to play hockey. It wasn't, yeah, you know, Inter- obviously not a club hockey scholarship.
3: scholarship. <laughs> international scholarship. And, uh, a lot, because you know, when, when you're at that age, you got to make that choice and, and uh, the coach at the time, he was really good at recruiting It's Either you're going to play, you're not going to play D1, you know, but yeah. a lot of these kids had chances to play D3, but you got to fork over a ton of money to do that. Or go to Utah State, get an international scholarship in whatever. And uh,
1: yeah, and be yeah, a big fish.
3: So. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: That's cool. That, that's a fun experience. Yeah. I. I played for Weaver State for a couple years in 2010, 2011, and we were not good those years. And uh, I remember just going up to Logan and that fan base just being so rabid. And I think we lost by, like, 15 goals one time. And they just every time, like, oh, it's all your fault. It's all your fault. It was pretty demoralizing.
3: Who was was coaching at that time?
1: That was uh, Steve Soto.
3: Steve-o.
2: Yeah, Steve O. Shout out
3: to Steve I He was he, he, I played with him. He was our he was oh, our tender. That's right. And, did you
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did, he was off and on, yeah, playing for a while in, with Weaver in, in colleges and then uh did did you play with Ian Saldano too?
3: No, he came after me. Uh, he, okay. he came in the era where they they had two programs and then it got, you know, super powerhouse. Yeah, it's kind of the glory days, E2 yeah. Program.
1: Yeah, yeah, he would he, he talked to us about. Ian came out and coached. He like coached like half a season my my first year, something like that. But then was like too busy with work. But yeah, he was a he's a pretty talented player. And Soto was a pretty good goalie.
3: Esteban yeah, actually, uh, you know, uh, coached my daughter for a couple of years too, which was which was pretty cool. Um, the Eagles and the West Coast Renegades. So it was a uh, was cool having a back having him back in my life from college and you know just I don't know. It's kind of a strange experience but
0: it's <laughs>
1: kinda of neat how
3: it comes really back around. <laughs>
0: That's it, awesome. That's awesome.
1: Yeah I think isn't he coaching with the the Golden Eagles he, now or is yeah, it with, he's in the Golden Eagles yeah. uh, organization. So yeah let's let's isn't your daughter so I think I read isn't your daughter playing in Canada now as well?
3: Uh she was up until a couple of weeks ago. The she was at the hockey training institute. Also, full circle, uh, the uh, the uh, head coach and the uh, founder pro- of that program in uh, uh, Barrie, Ontario, Jenya Feldman. Uh, I played with him in the 90s as well. And uh, he uh, brought Victoria out there. Um, she was really one of the younger girls, but he couldn't get his Russian and European players back due to COVID. But the issue that we had um, was uh, because... Canada's so strict with COVID, they just kept shutting down the rinks, and you know, they had to run around, find ice time, and like outdoor, like a lot of outdoor okay. stuff. So, it was kind of like developing a Cuban baseball player to try and get <laughs> or you, got, <laughs> you got the talent there for all the girls, but they're not getting seen. So, uh, now it feels like uh, kind of kicking ourselves a little bit, only because when you watch the Lady Grizz and how far they're going, we're like, gosh. You yeah, know, they they just they just won people. another
0: they just won another um, oh, yeah, they, <laughs> tournament this last
1: weekend. And yeah, didn't aren't they going to nationals or did they already? Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah they're headed they're headed to nationals.
1: So I mean, yeah, is that are you guys looking to that for next season possibly?
3: Uh, yeah. So she's uh, because of all this COVID stuff, we're not going to send her back to Canada. So she'll probably play high school hockey here and uh, whatever teams we haven't we haven't really decided yet We yeah. got a couple of uh, showcases in florida college showcases to send her to but right now she's just at home training getting ice every day uh, put up a gym in the basement so she's putting up some weight now turning oh her there we go her, so
1: she got the resources yeah, yeah i
0: keep oh, yeah. all these videos of victoria i see it man i think man she's a beast
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's something I, I would love to see so my i have a 15 year old brother who just finished up a ski a season playing for the uh York Skipjacks Hockey Academy or Skipjacks Hockey Academy in York, Pennsylvania. And they're like uh it's an, an academy where it's like it's online school and 3 hours of ice a day and they play like triple A teams out there, tier 1. And uh he finished up as the the leading scorer out there and uh now he's looking to try and go to one of these prep schools and maybe get drafted into you know, he wants to go to like the N H L or U S H L or something, but I would love to see him, you know, skate with your daughter or something like that. You know, see what the that <laughs> looks like, and uh, if she uh, can, fool, you know, fool him a little bit. He's he's pretty full of himself, so I'd love to see him get tangled <laughs> by a, you know a young female prospect.
3: <laughs> is she? A, is he a 05 birth year?
1: Yeah, he's an 05.
3: Yeah, yeah, same, same with Victoria the 05. Did he grow up playing around here as well, or?
1: He played here for uh like his he mites and I think uh early peewees he played for the uh the county lightning that like select team uh wow. you know for the the county league and then for his coach was Nick Letty out there and then uh he left to right when he was like second year peewee maybe or some oh wait no I think he played scouts yeah with lightning so I think he went out for peewees he played in the uh Phoenix area for the Junior Coyotes and then he was bound, he bounced kind of between Junior Coyotes and uh, the uh, Phoenix Bobcats or whatever organization and then he ended up going out this last year and, tr- and making now uh, this academy in York oh,
3: I don't they got uh, Hockey Arizona is growing yeah, it's something else yeah you wouldn't think, think so I- yeah <laughs>
1: but they got a lot of money out there too like they got parents putting in Millions of dollars to build more rinks and get more ice sheets at the rinks so like they have quite a bit of resources and, and quite a bit of backing. But unfortunately, with that, it, it gets a little political, and that's kind of where my brother had a, a struggle the last couple of years out there of the Coyotes organization cut him because some parents banded together and says if any one of our kids gets cut, then we're all leaving. it was like, oh boy. Uh-huh. So the culture shift was really good for him to get out of Arizona. You've done a couple skating yeah, camps in uh, in Arizona, haven't you?
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Victoria, she used to attend a camp called the uh, innovative hockey school with Forrest Lerjanko. And I I'd, I'd get out on the ice and help out. And, uh, at, at that point in time, a uh, uh fun story here, those, uh, older gentleman on the ice and uh he kept pointing out at his uh grandson you see that kid right there he can go wherever he wants and i'm like yeah right we're in arizona you know so i had that kind of uh kind of like that bias
2: right a little jaded mindset
3: yeah yeah it was strong uh but uh a lot of dangles that you know i'm thinking oh okay he's gonna rip it up in d3 next year uh anyway the kid ends up uh on the National Team Development Program. And next thing you know, Austin Matthews uh, touted uh, North America's number one prospect. So I'm like, no way. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it just goes to show, you know, you can come from anywhere. And uh, I was telling Victoria, we were on the ice with greatness there. We had no idea. So,
0: <laughs> but you yeah. got that You got that picture with uh, you guys all, right?
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, opposite corners. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool because the way they run it is uh apparently the guy that runs the forest Berhenko is in India uh, out in the uh, in Russia they would put like the pros on the ice all the way down to the kids and they and they would just do the same drills and it'd get watered down uh, through the line so it was just monotonous skating drills skating and skating and skating and uh you know uh the way he runs the program is like he just scream at the kids and stuff, and I, I always wonder how he away? Uh, how he allowed to get away with this? I thought maybe because he was Russian, and the and, uh, parents knew what they were getting into. But if any of us coaches tried to do that, I don't think it'd fly too well, especially in Utah. But uh, yeah, it's hard to get away with that. camp there. They yeah, they they know what they're signing up for. But uh, yeah, it, it helped the kids quite a bit. Uh, I, I watched Victoria um, just from one summer with Boris. Just, skate circles as soon as she came home and it, it's a little bit of overkill uh but uh you know legs definitely get stronger
0: do you think uh the skating is the most important thing in growing your hockey skills
3: oh absolutely absolutely um yeah if you can't you can always pick up your hands later and uh, uh you know growing up for me that was that was my thing i actually started skating as a Figure skater when I was young as that, and then uh, oh,
1: you were one of those, uh, huh? Okay. Got the
3: power skating, you got those <laughs> Jeff, edges, Jeff Skinner, <laughs>
0: young Jeff Skinner,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, actually, uh, I worked for like several different like power skating schools growing up. Uh, Robbie Glance, uh, yeah, Skinner. Uh, well, stick handling, Turcot stick handling, and uh, it w- it was fun. It was a good summer gig, um, and. Uh, yeah, I just remember getting started in hockey one day. I was like, oh, I want to try this." and uh, you know, skates were a little bit different. I was able to jam around. I picked it up real quick, but had zero hands. <laughs> but uh, right, just yeah, the, the skating just being able to open your hips, you know, pull a three turn, just be real comfortable with your edges. Yeah, you could you could always develop your hands later, but yeah, skating is is what I push when I, when I did coach uh, push on kids today. Just get used to your edges.
0: So if you're running a a practice, you're doing like 50% skating or like 75?
3: (laughs) Uh, It really depends. You know, you eventually start losing interest for a little bit. You know, yeah. Yeah. I always like, I always like kids, you know, from anywhere from like mites all the way to college that, Hey, you know, guys, you got all this equipment on. If you fall, it's all good. You know, we're just trying to push the comfort zone here and, uh, I think one of the issues now with kids and players in general, is they lace their skates all the way to the top hole.
2: Uh,
3: one thing that we learned from Boris and also uh, with Robbie Glance, uh, Laura Stamper skating, skip that top hole. It's, it's not going to feel right at first, and uh, but you get a little bit more flex. You see guys like uh, McKinnon and uh, and uh, and uh, Connor McDavid and stuff. They the reason why they could jam that way is that forward flex in their skate, and now it's like the way skates are formed, it's just, it's just way too stiff. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I just got that old school mentality. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're that the, guy uh, that's not buying
0: into the new skates. I, I realize that. Yeah, growing well, up.
3: I mean, the, yeah, they, I mean, the, a lot of the top players they don't use the top pole anyway. So I know, okay, they figured that out. But you know, skates back then. There was, there was a little bit more flex in the ankle, so you could go ahead and tie it up to the top. So. Yeah, yeah.
1: It it, it it kind of breeds that weak ankle mentality, or weak ankles when you have it, you know, tied all the way to the top, and then you tie the lace around your ankle, and then some people even go farther than that and clear tape it up.
3: <laughs> it's like yeah, it's, I mean, well, the way it is. It's, I mean, we, we use the term. I mean, everyone, the hockey players, we use the term benders. Yeah. But the way skates are made now, you you can't really be a bender anymore because that that's a combat boot. Your I mean, ankles are pretty
0: tight, you know. Yeah,
3: but it, right. you you look funny.
0: I mean, if you're a bender nowadays, because your dad ain't lacing your skates up tight enough. <laughs> 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 like the kids yeah. just you know, or I get those kids all the time. They try to do it themselves, and like they never undo the more than like the top two notches, and they're like, I don't know why they're not tight. <laughs> yeah,
2: what happened? Um,
0: but yeah, so I mean, how I mean, you went to Saskatchewan, the College of Notre Dame, Saskatchewan, and tell us about that experience. I mean, you went, to, I mean, to a oh, prestigious man. school. I mean, you got former NHLs left and right coming out of that place. I mean, you got Rob Brendamore, Wendell Clark, you know, Sean Couturier, Jordan Everly, Curtis Joseph, my favorite player went there. You got Tyler Myers, you got Morgan Riley, Brad Richards, I mean, Barry Trotz, the list goes on and on that come out of that school. Barry so. Trotz, huh? Yeah.
1: Nice.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, it was a showdown a couple of years ago or, uh, with Bryn the Moore and, uh, well, it was, <laughs> the last few teams, Bryn the uh John Cooper, and... Um, and Barry Trotz, all Notre Dame Hounds, all, all in the playoffs. So it was uh, oh, a
2: great really?
3: experience. But, yeah, going out there, uh, staring at that wall of fame, pretty intimidating. And then also um, experience-wise, um, uh, I'm not going to lie, I cried myself to sleep a bunch of times. Because, <laughs> <I was there laughs> uh, you know, me com- you know, being a California kid, coming out to the middle of nowhere, and um, I-, I still remember, like, one of the first days of tryouts there is there uh, was a kid He was uh, talking crap to me, and then I started talking crap to them. And, and then, uh, you know, he cross-checked me, and then he, he shakes his glove, and I'm thinking, all right, well, we're going to go. But, you know, being in California, I'm used to, like, coaches breaking it up. And
2: right.
3: uh, all of a sudden practice stopped, and he said, "Uh, you guys going to just stare each other, or are you going gonna to perform a dance for us, and then uh, let's continue on with practice? So he just nonchalantly dropped his gloves, and I'm like, holy crap, all right, what's the? And We're in showed, it now. And I never really got in the fight, and I just got cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to just pick my helmet up, I went to the bench, I, I didn't want anyone to see me whimpering and stuff. So I had to go down the, the hallway and cry my eyes out real quick, and then I was like, all right, I got
1: to toughen up. Got that one go yeah. Back up, up there. <laughs> Welcome to Canada, sunshine. <laughs>
3: yeah. But at the same time, I couldn't go back home. I was like, wow. Well, oh, yeah. I had talked too much crap to my old teammates. Uh, I'm, I'm moving on to greener pastures. And that was the last surprise the <laughs> I can't, can't go back. <laughs> the fan and say, hi, guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want to be that guy. You show up next, you know,
1: two months later. Like, uh, wasn't for me. <laughs> <laughs> Got wrecked in a couple fights. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, I, I didn't yeah. like the team, I was too good for it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah so yeah just suck it out um but uh i think that was when my eyes opened to like this is hockey at another level and uh yeah, just being there I, I, getting to watch guys like brad richards and vinnie lecavillage watching their motoric rise to like watching them go through bantam AAA and go through the bantam draft and go up to ramuski when they were they both played in the queue uh that was that was something else you know, you, you just see and you think to yourself, you know, the odds, they say like one out of 10,000 kids is, is ever going to set foot in the league. But, uh, you know, just to be surrounded by that many players is a, is a real eye opener. And, you know, the numbers just keep continuing on and on. But I think what really motivates the kids that are there, especially the younger ones, is nobody really, it, 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 it's, it's tough. The winners are tough. Being the middle of nowhere is tough. Uh, a little bit of bullying a lot of bullying maybe it's tough but it builds character and uh, you you just grind and work so hard and a, a lot of the kids that were there um, get picked up in what is called it, I don't know if you're familiar it's called the bantam draft yeah, yeah. so they, yeah. they pick up the top bantams in the WHL and then they're out of there but you know now they spent a year there and two years there and uh now they're in On the greener pastures They're in the dub And Yeah there's uh, There's hounds everywhere So it's uh, I, you know, I know And you one,
0: Yeah When you yeah, start someone, looking uh, Into one it One told
3: me once But Yeah it's, it's You know they always say that Notre Dame Is the The Shattuck of Canada I'm like No 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 Shattuck's. Shattuck is the Is the Notre Dame Of Of the US
1: Hey They're getting it backwards yeah. huh
3: Yeah Yeah uh, and and it's and it's funny because the school doesn't give scholarships. One of my buddies is a is a recruiter there, and uh, so at the time uh, uh, it's actually kind of funny. I don't even know if I should be bringing this up. But, uh, <laughs> so, uh, Let's get uh, some dirt. One of my buddies, uh, he, he's uh, he was one of my uh, one of the recruiters there. He graduated me with me in class in '98, and he tells me, um, well. Uh, Sidney Crosby was two seconds from going to Notre Dame and his buddies have all come and I guess you know his parents and stuff they they, they wanted some assurance they wanted some money off they wanted all these things and they're like no no we're not doing that He
2: (laughs) he's just another kid here here.
3: (laughs) his buddies end up at uh, at, uh, at Notre Dame and um, the funny thing is when we watched what happened to him? We're like, you know, uh, we didn't know that uh, he was gonna be a generational player like that. Perhaps if we had known, you know, we would have done something. <laughs> Maybe
1: give him half price on the dues or something, or a couple of free like T-shirts. That. Yeah,
3: <laughs> we knew it was I mean, the Sydney
1: Crosby doing- that he is today.
3: Yeah, because the school isn't very expensive in compared to like U.S. prep schools where, you know, you go to a school like Shottick or any of those programs, you're forking over $60,000 a year. Yeah. You better get a scholarship. You better get a ride. Well, I mean, you, yeah. Notre Dame is 30 grand Canadian. You transfer that to like U.S., uh, you know, U.S., Canadian, American exchange rate. You're, you know, you're paying for... It's
2: a know, third of the price. ...to
3: play AAA. Oh, Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I didn't – I was going to ask you price. that
3: because
1: I was like, I know Cindy Crosby came to Shattuck's. Remember they had that, like, video of him as a kid. It was like, well, he got kicked out of Canada at 14. He was too good. They wouldn't let him play in Bantams anymore, and so he came to Shattuck's. And, uh But I didn't know that college – that Athel Murray College was in the mix for that too.
2: Oh, yeah. He
3: would have been just uh, – you know, like uh, you look at the alum that's come from Notre Dame's. All those guys—they're, you know, they're not just skilled players, but they could all handle themselves. So, one of the one of the greats that have come from there is Wendell Clark. So, the the Hound Line is what they call it in, in the '80s was Gary Lehman, Russ Cortnell, and Wendell Clark, and they all came from Notre Dame and all guys that skill, all guys that were tough. And Wendell Clark kind of like really set the pace for the reputation of the school, just playing tough, playing hard. I mean, his nickname was Captain Crunch, so.
1: That tells yeah, you right one of the there. least
3: greats there
1: that's pretty cool too yeah to build that resilience as a young athlete i think that i mean that just propels your development you know light years ahead of some of the competition because i i remember that like as a high school kid and then going to play club hockey in college and that wasn't you know anything too great but i remember like not being able to dress at first and having to work my way. I was like, that was, it was like really hard on me. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this. You know, I just didn't have that resilience uh, built up.
3: Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. One of those things is career is what this character building is. You you get to the point where, I don't know. I don't want to name names, but uh, you know, you know how it is at Weaver state where you get a, a abundant amount of guys trying out like a, and some kids couldn't really skate, but everyone would try out, and right. a body of mind just crushing kids, saying "Welcome to Weber State," <laughs> just, like, <laughs> just mopping the floor oh, with all
1: these these kids. That, yeah, shouldn't be out there, or you know, they're out there. It's fun, but yeah, we know that they're not going to be on the ice. Come, you know, the season starting. That's a cool story that I that's I didn't you know I feel uh, pretty fortunate to be talking to a, a hound alum now, knowing how prestigious. <laughs> This school was And all the like, All the See, alumni Had to come out of yeah. it Yeah
0: And you skated with uh LeCavier And Brad Richards
3: Oh yeah Yeah Those and guys are on your they're team They're a bit younger than me But uh But uh There's There's uh On my yearbook It, it says uh, It's actually pretty cool it says Vinny Vincent LeCavier Brad Richards Called up to play And I'm like You know It's pretty funny To <laughs> To look at that And that uh, you You know um In 2004 I was actually when I was in Florida, um, the they, uh, the lightning was coming out of the. Uh, they were practicing in Brandon, and I was actually practicing as a double rink, It's a Brandon's a town that's near Tampa, and that was their uh, practice facility. And when the lightning were coming out uh, after their practice, we had just gotten done. I you know you see all these these fans looking for autographs, you know, and that. Uh, and I figured I haven't seen this guy since. 1990, 95 when he left to play in Ramoski, and now it's 2004. This is the year they won the cup, and I'm just around the crowd of people, and Vinny's walking out, and they're like this, 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 and I'm like Vinny, Vinny, and he just stops, and he looks up, and he <laughs> I, was just, I just like yes go, Jay, fucking old murga. what the hell are you doing here, man?
2: You know, oh
3: man! And I was like, "Well, you know, with the loggerhead, you know, playing SP, you know, or what? I guess it's WHA two, then, huh?" And then, uh, uh, so it was it was awkward. It was, him and I were having a conversation. Yeah, so, what, what, you know, I know what you've been doing. I've been following your career since you went number number one in '98. Yeah, yeah. And uh, meanwhile, we got all these people that's just kind of stopping and just like this eavesdropping conversation and then uh he goes uh what are you doing man uh you uh he goes uh you, you want to catch a game i'm like oh yeah for sure uh uh <laughs> yeah uh so he, he had to come he had to go in because the trainers were calling him in He said, yeah leave uh give me your your number and leave it with uh with this guy and uh <laughs> there was another trainer out there and i'm like oh, i need a pen and paper." So. Uh, <laughs> One of the fans gives me a piece of a piece of paper. I'm writing it, and then this girl comes behind me, like, "Could you give him my number, too?" <laughs> <Wow. laughs> this is life in the league. <laughs> oh, <laughs> must be like, nice. Give the, uh, yeah, give it to the uh, give it to the one of the trainers or the staff. Don't hear back for a few days, and uh, um, <laughs> I get a phone call, uh, a missed call, and then I'm like, "Oh, who's this?" And calls again. And I, it's funny because my girlfriend at the time was was just I was half asleep and uh, like Jay and like "Uh, Vinny and I go Vinny and she always makes this uh, (laughs) this joke like Vinny (laughs)
2: who's that
3: I got some will call tickets and uh, she left me uh, center ice tickets uh, to watch the Flyers and uh, I end up bringing uh, one of my roommates out to the game. And uh, I was like, all right, well, look at look at the tickets. And he's talking massive crap, like, oh, Chris Dingman, you suck, and all this stuff. And every time he said something, people would look at us. And then it occurred to me that this is, like, family members of the players <laughs> and stuff, and like, where did you guys get these tickets? And I am like, uh, <laughs> Vince. Yeah, <they laughs> a, like, random
1: dudes in the middle of all this family
3: and
2: friends. <laughs> <laughs> your
0: your homeboy, Vinny, yeah. gets, gets reprimanded for scalping family tickets.
3: yeah that uh, that was a heck of a series end up uh after that end up coming back to utah watching that uh final against calgary and it goes all the way to game seven and uh yeah that was uh that was something else that's and then just to watch them watch them win the cup i'm just like you know what that's that's really cool because you know you just being there, you just see their story continue on and continue on. And now I feel ancient because I'm older than these guys, but these guys are retired. And yeah. uh, you know, they've been retired for a long time, and you know, you just you, it, it it's tough. I, I think uh that's why I, I listened to uh, one of the things we were talking about, that, that podcast, Spitting Chicklets. Uh, just, I love how they interview all these guys that never really quite made it in the league, but a lot of them are uh, like, you know, cross paths with and stuff you know it's one of those things it's nostalgic just remembering uh, you know spending time with them and uh, I I used to work at a camp in Brainerd Minnesota 10 weeks out of every summer just picking up draft picks and stuff and uh, in in the in my van coming from Brainerd airport bringing them back I'm like there's wow in the back there's Joe Thornton Dan Cleary (laughs) uh, Rico Fata and I'm just thinking to myself, I got <laughs> like the future of the league here. And uh, just remember, I, I was remember, remembering spotting uh, Joe Thornton in the weight room, and then he gets a call, and they're, they're yelling at him to come back, come upstairs. And you know, Michael Barnett was there as a super agent, and there he is signing his contract. And you just think to yourself, man, this is this is unbelievable. This is so surreal. And, being you, around these guys. and you got a front
0: row seat to a lot of it. Yeah,
3: yeah. and the the thing though is, it, you know, it, it's not until you get older when you and then you see what they do in their career, because you know you don't really think that guys are going places, and and then there's guys that you think that wow, this guy is so lightning quick that you would think that uh, I don't know if you guys remember a player named Rico Fata, but he was something else. Uh, I thought that. For sure, he was going to be one of the top players in the league. But, you know, it's, it's all those tangibles that uh, is it's tough. It's tough to uh, – just really tough to figure out, like, uh, that consistency. Um, yeah. Uh, one of my buddies that I played junior with is a chiropractor for uh, the Florida Everblades. And when Victoria was uh, doing a college combine last year – or two years ago there – no, it was last year, actually. I don't know. Uh, he, got, uh, he got me and a, a buddy of mine, Will Call, tickets. And we're watching the games. And this is the coast. And I'm looking like, there's a lot of talent here. How could you even choose? What's the difference between these guys and the other guys in the next level? It's just these little, little tangibles. That there's a little bit of luck involved. And, you know, and, and to me, that seemed like it was a lot quicker. Than the guys that are in the National Hockey League, but of course you know, they're hungrier. And, uh, yeah, and you know they're I've been to a lot, of, yeah. a lot of games,
1: and they're like working off you know a a lot lower salary, so it's like they want you know there's a lot of incentive to try and make it up to that next level.
3: Oh, absolutely.
1: That Florida Everblades program that they're they're uh, what well, the top team right now in the UCA. I think it's it's funny. I looked at I saw the stats today. They're leading in goals for and penalty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Just random, that you, you brought them up. But yeah, that's a strong UCHL program now.
3: Oh, absolutely. Um, hey, uh, Mason, uh, you got a team? I mean, I always hear Nick talk about the Leafs. What, what's your yeah. team? <laughs> Come on, so. Mason mentions them a
0: lot. He just doesn't.
1: <laughs> he just doesn't go yeah. out of his way to mention I'm not too
0: much. You know,
1: I'm, to be I'm, I'm actually a, a Sidney Crosby and a Pittsburgh Penguins fan. Oh, nice.
3: Yeah, yeah. You, you don't
0: hear him say all oh, the Penguins. He says Sidney Crosby's. <laughs> I started playing ice
1: hockey, I switched from roller, like, the same time he got drafted, and I was like, all right, I can watch this guy, and, uh, yeah, I got into it, and uh, kind of funny, though, a little ironic, that the story you just told my wife, actually, I got her into hockey 10 years ago, and I tried to make her a Penguins fan, and she, like, listened to all the haters and my friends, and she's like, I can't like them, and she's a Tampa Bay Lightning fan, like, out of the blue, one day, she's like, I think I'm a Lightning fan, and I was like,
2: What? (laughs) Why? What? What do you mean?
1: And uh, yeah, anyways Just kind of random. But yeah, so she was really stoked last year And uh, yeah And I bet on her team though in a bracket Because the Penguins got knocked out early And so I ended up winning that bracket And won a jersey But since I bet on her team She's like, so yeah So I got her a Victor Hedman jersey (laughs) It's still yet to come But it's supposed to be on it's way Come on, Tobin, get it, yeah. Tobin. <laughs> Tobin, if you hear this, I want that jersey. My wife wants that jersey. Please. Uh, so who? It's
0: tough to be a fan. Oh
3: yeah. It's tough to be a fan.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. So Jay, growing I up, I
3: didn't realize that. Uh, was that?
0: No, go ahead.
3: Um, are you you were saying growing up? Sorry.
0: No, I was saying growing up. Who was your favorite team?
3: Oh uh, well, man. Uh, the Sharks when the it ended. So uh, when I well, the funny thing is, uh, so in the Bay Area, you know, they uh, it's it's like the the hockey league that's out there. So there's uh, Berkeley, Sacramento. I played for Berkeley, Dublin, San Francisco, Easter, You know, all these all these cities, and then they create like a triple A AAA program, which was called North Cal Rep. So are like, okay, cool, North Cal Rep. This is is the color, yeah, and then um. Uh, after I think it was my first year, um, all of a sudden they're like, "Guys, uh, we're not going to be North Cal Rep anymore. The Sharks have expanded. We're going to be the Junior Sharks." And, and hey. the, at the time, the teal color was like, "Oh wow, you know, we're wearing all their stuff." <laughs> You just you know you're, you feel real special. You you start thinking that this is a pipeline to the sharks, right? <laughs> <laughs> and you start looking up the rosters, and you're like, "Wait, these guys are from Russia and Canada, and none of them are from like around here." Yeah. And that's when the reality starts hitting you. Like, okay, in order to get better, I got I got to get out of here and play. So yeah, I was a diehard Sharks fan for a little while, and then and then I just after leaving Notre Dame, it was, you know, I, you kind of understand this is a business, you know, if the players don't care as much as the fans. It's tough to, to be a fan until, uh, the golden Knights expanded. And then I figured, you know what? I'm going to be a fan. I followed every single game. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> this is, uh, where I came through that whole moral Kwanzaa was game five, moral. of the, uh, Stanley cup finals. Uh my buddy uh, said, "Hey, do you want?" I got tickets to Game Five, and I was working in Atlanta at the time. And I was like, "Oh, sure." Let's, you know, we we flew out there, uh, and then uh, reality hit me. I was like, "Wait, I want the Knights to win, but..." And it didn't even occur to me until I was walking into the arena. But if the Capitals win tonight, the cup is going to get raised. And I have never seen that before. <laughs> so, as mm. much as I wanted the Knights to win, I was like, yeah, uh, you know. Seeing I, Lord I, Stanley's I cup I, I, I want to see. I want to see that. It was as, as part of my bucket list. I want to see Lord Stanley lift it up. And if the if uh, the Golden Knights happen to win, cool. I'll cheer them on for the rest of the season. But you know, and at that point in time, I realized I'm not going to follow any more teams. I just, I just wanted to see the cup, and that was it. Nick, you were at that game. Too. Yeah, I yeah, that was that. one of the
0: things. Like when Autumn like wrote me, yeah. she's like, "This guy yeah, was at Game awesome Five too,
2: <laughs> dude. That's cool. <laughs> you guys in the same place." Were
3: sitting on that side.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. And you guys had no each other, no idea who each other were at the time. Yeah, no idea
0: the ch- who each other was at the time. So, yeah, that's a, that's a cool experience we shared, but we didn't like you know share it together. <laughs> <laughs> you guys wouldn't have liked each other because yeah, you, know,
1: you guys would have been all red yeah. cheering for the Caps.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, wasn't it? Wasn't kind of wild, like the last couple minutes of the game, seeing all those upset night Golden Knights fans just walking out. It was nuts. See I was, I was and like, like
0: they were like, "All right, see like you later, that. good job." Like, I was yeah. like, "You guys don't understand they're, what you got here. Yeah, you
1: understand I mean, how big this yeah, moment you, is?"
3: Yeah, you're gonna get to see grown men live their childhood dreams out right now in front of your face. It's, uh, you know, it's pretty. Uh, you know, when when Ovi picked that, that cup up, it was just like, oh my gosh. It's, you know, you just chills. It doesn't, it's, it's, uh, that was a, uh, I can't even put a price on that moment just to, just to witness that. And then, uh,
1: yeah, it yeah, seemed like Ovi was a man yeah. on a mission when he finally <laughs> made it the cup. Like, he, he's like, I'm in the finals. I'm not leaving here without hoisting this trophy
0: you know i'm i'm not a caps fan by by heart but man being there watching them win the cup that definitely made me like root for them a little bit more but i've always been an ov fan and stuff so it was definitely a fun experience and probably one of the greatest hockey experiences i've ever had so and it had to happen to be you, the capitals uh, so end up
3: becoming a leafs fan yeah i always uh, wondered that I so me leafs, leafs fan players.
0: was a uh, When I was young, I mean, I got an older brother, and he went on an LDS mission when I was, like, three years old to Toronto. And so he sent us back some Leafs, like sticks, like Toronto Maple Leafs, like mini sticks and pucks, and we would play ice hockey in our kitchen. We never – I didn't – my parents didn't play hockey or anything, so I I became a hockey fan growing up. But So he sent me little leaf sticks when I was little, and I just always kind of, like – held on to that and so i mean i have a couple of pictures of me as a kid wearing like toronto shirts and stuff and i i guess i just stuck on to that little mini stick he gave me from his mission so i've always had that connection to toronto and i, I get a lot of people that ask me if i'm from canada and i say no and you know <laughs> what do you, you just know, an old utah boy <laughs> yeah so that's how i became a police fan As my brother went on a mission to toronto to toronto and i i've loved him ever since so I can't change now, and it's it's awesome now because it's one of the things that me and my older brother do together. Is like we'll go to, we go to Anaheim. Like last year, before you know the league got shut down, we went to Colorado together to watch the Leafs, and we went to Anaheim in one year. But we always try to go see him at least once a year together. So that's that's how I became a Leafs fan. But hey, my favorite my favorite player growing up was uh, Curtis Joseph, uh, another uh, Hound alumni. <coughs>
3: Oh yeah, that's why uh, we're that's uh, why we're Kujo's story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, uh, his uh, his boy actually ran into his boy at the Salt Lake Airport. He's uh, playing in the ACHA for the <laughs> University of Alabama, oh, and they really? came uh, and, or it was playing the U. <laughs> so uh, yeah, because uh, my my daughter was with me, and uh, she he'd seen the Notre Dame stuff. He goes, yeah, my dad went to school there and uh his dad <laughs> Curtis Joseph. <laughs> so, <What? laughs> that's sick that's
1: awesome is that the the roll tide alabama he's playing
3: yeah, for? in yeah. the
1: acha nice yeah oh. they're uh, they,
3: they got a game every year it's funny the reality check is uh so if Ray and university of alabama you know pretty decent uh but they always play the university of alabama huntsville oh, kind of geez. exhibition game and it's it's such a slaughter, and then you think, gosh, you know, hockey's just at another level, but you know
1: Thank
2: you. yeah you
3: Huntsville get slaughtered at their in their level, so you know and my the game's more more than just skating and stick handling it's just uh just be able to think in the game and uh I think that's that's the the one thing that's tough about growing up and playing in Utah for a lot of these kids is uh you know so I, I help coach like different clinics and I'll come out and help different high school teams so in Cache Valley. Uh, I'll come out and help with the wild here and there. And you you kind of see that, uh, yeah, kids can skate and they can handle the pop. But unfortunately, not everyone can do that. You're, you're forced to what's the best thing is. Well, take it up yourself, you know, and uh, yeah. it's yeah. a really bad culture, but it, it's hard to fix because, uh, not everyone uh, gets started at the same time, and uh, it's hard to find qualified coaches. I mean, if I could do it full time and help out, and I would do it. But it's tough because you know, there's a lot of dads out there who never played, but God bless them. You know, they're they're helping. You know, make the grow the program. But uh, what I've kind of noticed about Utah too is a lot of the guys that even even play ACHA with. I don't, what the heck? Are, why aren't they coaching? Why aren't they? Look, like, that's why I really appreciate evil still being around the game and yeah. all that. There's there's a lot of guys just putzing around, and, you know, they don't get their kids into it or whatever. I yeah, I get it's expensive, but you know, yeah,
2: <laughs> I'm always, I'm always that,
0: I'm always surprised the kids that I play with or guy I guess guys now that I play with that I still play men's league with and they don't have their kids playing hockey and I'm like, what are you doing? Like. You loved it. You'd still love it. You're here at 1045 on a Friday night playing men's league and you're not like waking up on a Saturday to take your kid to hockey. Like, come on.
3: Yeah. I think there's a, there's a, a tiny level of selfishness. You know, I talk to buddies of mine. They're like, Yeah, it's early. That's expensive. I'm like, yeah, but your parents did it for you. Yeah. 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 But you know, I'll, I'll try and, you know, get my kid. We'll get them to skate once you don't like it. Cool. We're done.
1: <laughs> just hitting the easy button, they're like, ah, oh, we tried it, cool, we got you on the ice. But I mean, I, 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 I like your story with you and your daughter,
0: and you know, you're you're so passionate about her hockey and it. And I mean, when we met, I mean, my daughter just started playing, and she looks up to Victoria like, like she thinks Victoria's a superhero. But and that's awesome. But I, I, I like that you're passionate about it and stuff. And I really. Like I love playing hockey and it's so much fun. And I love doing drop in. I love doing men's league. I, I'll, I'll play any game I can because I love playing hockey. But coaching hockey is so much fun and it's so much more rewarding when you win. Like as a coach, I don't know why. Like just to get these kids like banded together and like see their faces and stuff like that to me is like it's so rewarding and I love it. And I wish I could explain that to all these dads that aren't out there on the ice. Like, dude, it's so much fun.
3: Oh, yeah, man. I, I wish I could go back. Uh, when I uh, we caught uh, a bit of Lexi's game and, and uh, watching watching that, just, you know, seeing the turn, I was like, oh, my gosh, you guys are going to catch up. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> that that was the – those are the years where, you know, you're, you're shooting at a goalie, and I would say it's like maybe like a 70 – I don't know, maybe a 70-30 chance that it might go in. You've yeah. got to get it in on net. Yeah. You know, on that. Uh, yeah. You know, you, you, watching Alexi score that goal, uh, just just seeing, like, you know, her expression, I'm like, that's priceless. She, that's something that you're going to, your memories that you're going to carry with you forever. You can't, uh... Yeah. <laughs> and, and just seeing you guys on the bench, uh, your other coach had that funny suit on. it's can like <laughs> tell you guys we're having a great time, <laughs> you know, so...
0: Yeah, me, me and Don, we have an awesome time, and I'm we got one more weekend to play, and it's it's gonna be sad when it's over, and but you know it's I can't wait for next season to start already, and this this season isn't over, so I mean it's kind of like having kids, you know, it's hard to explain it until you do it, so it's kind of like that, and coaching is just the same way, like once you until you've done it, and like just and I I've, I've coached a frustrating team this year, we haven't been as good as we'd hope, but I still have loved this season and I can't wait to do it again next season. And I just want to come back and just get these kids, you know, up to speed and just help them. And I'm going to try to do whatever I can over the summer to help them and grow the game and get these kids on the ice as much as I possibly can. And I I don't know. I love it. I love coaching.
3: Well, you're going to be doing it for a while, man. Uh, uh, (laughs) Brooks, not even, you know, uh, uh (laughs) <laughs> was telling me that uh, you know he just loves being out there and, you know that's uh, you know, like sorry i couldn't wait to get him out on the
2: ice story he told the me about show.
3: how yeah. he named him brooks and i'm like this, this is way too cool
2: yeah and so when
3: that van coleman makes the league one day i can say hey i, I brought him his first yeah <laughs> yeah i just gonna say that yeah jay <laughs> jay
0: came back to check on the roof uh before and do an assessment or whatever, I forget what you were doing. Is that when you got a picture up there and your your dinosaur suit? <laughs> that was the
2: inspection. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> yeah, it was
0: Halloween, so you're on the roof in your dinosaur suit. But um you brought that mini stick and it was like, "Hey, I got this for Brooks." And yeah, we still use it. It's probably if it's probably here in the basement. Actually, I I found it. It's probably right. Here. Oh, it's it's with all the mini sticks. We just got back from Provo, so it's with the bag of mini sticks. But yeah. Still plays
1: with it down here in the basement, so maybe old Brooks VK will be another prospect that you had a hand <laughs> in the mix with, you know. <laughs> <There> you go. <laughs> Just go, like Thornton and Matthews. <laughs> oh, you never know.
3: <laughs> a glimpse man. of their you life, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he has a. I mean, he has. A, he lives. He lives in a hockey family, like you know, your dad's a hockey nut. case. sister plays. <laughs> I, mean, I guess your your other daughter's kind of getting into it now yeah. too, which, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, you know, he has a. He's going to have a big jump. It, it, when, you know, like, when when I got Victoria playing, my wife was like, how do we even know this is for her? And I'm like, oh, she likes public skating. So little by little, I'm just pushing and pushing to the point where I had to wake up one day when she was around 9 or 10. I'm like, you know what? I think I might be one of those ridiculous parents. For now I think I'm going to give her a supper Because we, it was just so much hockey. She was just getting so burned out. Yeah. And... Uh, And then we gave her a break, and then uh, she missed it already because she was like, "I don't think I want to play in Logan again." So we got to go back down to Salt Lake for better competition (laughs) because she had told me uh, the year she wanted to take a break, she just wanted to play house, play for the local team. I think she was like ten. She said, "Uh, "You're not going to believe this. The uh, hardest drill that we did was we did Russian circles backwards (laughs) with a puck. (laughs) Nobody could either a they couldn't skate backwards or b." They could you know and i just said all right well that's why we didn't put you on the ice for so long and that she, it was good for her to have that break because uh, it gave her time to just as a 10 year old to just rip up rip up the league just uh, you know the regular house league and go back to competitive the next year and it's almost like she never missed a step and she was hungrier as an 11 year old but uh i think these uh full summers with uh hockey camps all summer long because we just Buzz around all over the U.S. Like we go to Mass, and then we go to Minnesota, and then she do a camp in Atlanta. Then we do another one in D.C. and then Arizona. It was it was pretty obscene. And uh you know she needed the break, and that's it. So when I you know I people rip rip on like crazy hockey parents, yeah, I was one of them. I just, just <laughs> grateful. It's, you know she doesn't resent me, and it kind of worked out a little bit, and. You <laughs> I mean, the game.
1: That's kind of the dream, though. You know, bouncing around and, and trying to get as much ice time as you can. If you're that passionate about it, and you really wanted to make it something. That's that's pretty cool, though. And it, it, it helps to have a father who's uh, who's done it, and then also, yeah, passionate about doing it. You know, as a coach and, and with the kids. So that's that's really cool.
0: And and now Victoria is also a Athel Murray uh, uh, alumni. Yeah, you
3: know we're thinking about bringing her back the next year but with COVID, its the problem with Saskatchewan honestly, it's in the middle of nowhere it's like uh, if we fly into the city Regina it, it's, uh, it's funny to say Regina but a lot of folks you know, isn't that the, so, uh, the city that a, rhymes with fun? Such <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> such an expensive ticket or fly into Calgary take the 7 hour road trip save 1200 bucks and Oof, uh, yeah yeah you know, um, and then uh yeah, we were gonna send her back, but with Covid and everything, I had to pull her out last year because she had to do the national team thing uh back in the u s and I just started thinking, you know what it's uh this is too much, and we're just gonna keep her here on this side of the border, and kind of Covid just helped it all out, and uh and we weren't planning on bringing her to uh hti but uh my buddy had given me a call and said hey you know we we need a defenseman but you know they never really got didn't get any games in they just trained like crazy every day and uh yeah so just had the we figured you know it's time to just bring her back and uh you know help out at home a little bit And uh, uh, my wife and i got sick long story behind that one don't want to get in that (laughs) so it'll uh It'll send us back a little bit. But uh yeah, we're good now. <laughs>
1: good to hear. Good to hear.
0: Well, Jay, I think we uh, we spent enough time, you know, still in your night. <laughs> you yeah, got still to. in your way for <laughs>
3: uh, it's a pleasure, boys. I appreciate what you guys are doing out here, you know, you guys have the guts to, you know, start something local. I'm excited to see it grow. And uh yeah, I listen I listen to all the shows. Back home. I got I got that long drive. <laughs>
1: So, uh, yeah. Well, we're long-winded most of the time too. Uh, you yeah. Just, uh, oh, <laughs> give you take uh, a good chunk out eight, of your drive. What was that?
3: Uh, real quick, uh, your mom. So b- back in the day, uh, this is probably 1999 2000. Um, I was working. Uh, I was working at the Acord as an instructor, but the the county ice sheets were connected, so it was. I don't know if it's still that way. Yeah. Acord and Murray.
1: Yeah, in so, the complex.
3: Um, so uh, John Purvis and uh, uh, Jared Scaldy would come out and they would help out with the with the black Diamond. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah. So I'd get out on the ice, and uh, your your mom, <laughs> she would honestly be she could single handedly have taken everyone on that team because her skill level was so far ahead. I don't I don't know. If you, I, you must have been how old are you?
1: I'm 28 yeah, uh, so yeah I used to Oh
3: yeah 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 I was sure. like you know 8
1: and eight 9 kid.
3: 10 yeah 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 just ripping it up and she was like a kind of like a player slash slash coach I don't know if she even remembers me but I just remember yeah this lady's like well not late she's closer to my age I guess but yeah, she is <laughs> yeah, I was uh and then when she had her on the show and you were bringing up the Black Diamonds and this, I was I was like wait a minute I remember her yeah, <laughs> we were trying to demonstrate things like cycling and stuff, and it was the skill level varied so bad that it was it was fun. It was it was cool that the uh, yeah to uh, to have been able to be on the ice with her too. Just uh, yeah.
1: yeah, that she, that's really cool. I didn't know had that you saw my mom, and yeah, she was you know her and uh, Debbie and uh, Kim Hicks and and Sarah Wack. They kind of tried to build that program up. From the from the roots and uh, yeah, I mean, a few of them just stopped playing. Sarah kind of fizzled out, unfortunately. But yeah, my my mom that was those were the glory days. I remember as a kid going to watch her play and just yeah, she scored a lot of goals, made a lot. Of, I mean, there was decent amount of people out there that were still kind of tripods, so she just kind of did whatever she wanted. But <laughs>
3: you flying. know, flying
1: right and then but then you know we went on they they formed team Utah and went and played in that Lady Nationals in uh, Cal... It was in New York, Rochester the first year in 03 or 04. And uh, they really put it to the test. And uh, I think they went... I think they took second or third that year, but my mom did the skills comp. And and that was just such an exciting, thing. Was an exciting thing to see is she won three out of the four events. And, you know, on like that big stage and they gave her a free pair of Easton's. Back then they were like three or $400 pair of skates and it was... That was a cool moment for me as a kid watching my mom on that stage and performing and just, yeah, it felt really cool.
3: That's awesome, man. Yeah.
1: And uh, that's, that, I think that's a, a great thing about hockey is because I do have, you know, they're like these national levels for like, you know, ages after 18, right? You know, you have like older, I mean you can go like men's league and, and women go to nationals, you know, when they're 20s and 30s. It, it's, it's fun. That the game can still stay competitive and you can play on a national stage like that.
3: Yeah, man, that's that's way cool. That's uh, yeah, definitely uh, hockey's definitely a small world. I mean, I could go on about different encounters with people, like, well, like you know, so and so and so and so. -so, But um, you know, when that last show with your mom on it, I was like, wait. I remember her. Such a small <laughs> world. She's,
2: she's, she, cool. Yeah,
3: she's being a little, a little humble about it. But I remember specifically uh, this lady was making some courtesy passes just for the heck of it.
1: <laughs> right.
3: <she>
1: it. <laughs> I know it. She's funny. Yeah, she was. Uh, I think she got a little nervous when I finally got on the podcast. But yeah, at first I had to try, and, I was trying to get her to talk. Like I need you to want you to like expand on these little nuggets that I'm going to throw out here. And then she she came out of her shell a little bit. But yeah, she. Yeah, she is a humble lady, but uh, she was, you know, I like to, you know, call her that trailblazer of women's hockey out here, you know, just uh, really, you know, putting it on a big level and being a really good, a talented woman to come out of Utah. And now there's a lot of prospects and young female athletes or female hockey players that are doing big things, your daughter included now, and so that's really cool.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, in order to uh, play this game here, you got you to love it because ice time hours are bad. You gotta drive yeah. through. You gotta risk your life going through the canyon. <laughs> you know, so. Exactly, just for a Tuesday night it's practice or whatever. A, definitely a fraternity to, you know, like to, just to play. Like, okay, I guess we're going here. Or when she was younger, oh well, there's a game in Bernal. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's at yeah. seven a.m. So
1: we're gonna be getting up at three. <laughs> That's
0: awesome you to guys, make others like
3: I've been taking. A lot of your time, like how this is
0: gonna be a long show. <laughs> oh no, you're good, Okay. This, this has been awesome. This has been no, an I feel awesome like interview. You guys are
1: trying to wrap it up, and I'm just going. No, on. Jay, you oh, go as long as you want. No, this, you've had some incredible moments in your life. which we'll is just been part of some cool stories. We'll so. just
0: scratch the rest of the
1: episode and hit stop. Yeah, just just listen to Jay. Just hear about all the cool athletes uh, he's met. We could probably team. have you on for a whole nother show. That's
2: right.
3: Uh, I remember uh, you you messaged me uh, once you said, do you, you want to play at uh, 10, 15 in Bountiful? I'm like, wanna, <laughs> yeah. how do I justify that? I, but I, I really want to play, you know, like, uh, actually, honestly, just meeting you, uh, it kind of sparked a lot of interest in the game again because, you know, just there's not very many hockey dads out there, Nick, that are, you know, like, that are especially hockey girl dads. And then, uh you know just uh (laughs) seeing what you you know that that skate that you have with the beavers everyone's super happy to be there um it's friendly competition it's it was so fun just bringing victoria out there you guys keep score you know uh, (laughs) yeah it's cool it's not uh anytime you gotta skate it's uh yeah, i gotta i always tell my wife uh yeah i gotta make that drive down the Bountiful." i i really
0: appreciate it yeah. i really love skating with you i love skating with victoria and hopefully we can get you know mason and his mom out maybe sometime this summer
1: and we can all get on the ice together that would be awesome yeah I, i've been to a lot of those beaver skates and i'm it's unfortunate i missed you when you came out but yeah those are always a good time <laughs> everybody's just yeah it's a, it's a friendly environment it's just like you know you're there with the boys and and the girls when they come out and it's
3: just a good time yeah this like um <laughs> just it's funny because that last pod or a couple of podcasts ago uh, nick was uh talking about where you've been trying to find ice well no, there's no ice but well, you were in oklahoma right yeah you got some rollerblades no so uh, it makes me it makes me cracked up because sometimes I'm in the parking lot here trying to you know just wheel around and stick handle and then uh, last year uh, I was uh, infiltrating all of Cedar City and I found myself playing in the adult league there and that that was a blast. Uh,
1: Is that in Ruler?
3: Skill level varied. Uh, no, no, they got an outdoor rink there. Oh, so okay. There was, uh, yeah, so it was uh, I found a uh, passion just. Uh, playing uh, men's league out there and everyone's like where'd you come from um from up north and it, it was a blast playing suu <laughs> yeah. uh suu in the finals and you know they're like the college team but doesn't play acha they, okay
1: they're they're like an intramural playing the men's league yeah
3: yeah like they they're, they're, they come on they come in their suits and stuff and oh no they bring all the fans <laughs> so it's like whenever you played suu they had fans which is hilarious uh and uh, you know, you hear the students talking. Oh yeah, we're undefeated, you know. And to beat them in the finals and hush them—it was, was funny. I wanted to yell, "This is men's league!" <laughs>
1: <laughs> but this, that's the dream for them. They're living the dream in their mind, uh, going to school and playing hockey <laughs> <laughs> for the Thunderbirds. Absolutely. I wow,
3: didn't even know that they better. had a team
1: out there or even a league. That's that's cool. That's too <laughs> funny. You participated yeah, in that. No, it's...
3: Uh... Yeah, it's, uh, it is. It is pretty funny. So, but uh, yeah, they they got uh, they got a team. They got fans, but they don't play any ACHA teams. They just yeah. play in the adult A league and kind <laughs> of just walk all over everybody.
1: <laughs> you know, I mean, it's nice when you're winning. I guess you know, even if the competition's <laughs> not quite there, you know, you're it's good to win. But uh, yeah, that, good for them. I guess you know, they have and a, a we, fan
3: uh, base. Uh, I think they won it every year and then we uh, went out there and I said can I play on the team and uh, they put all the stragglers that that didn't have a team just by coincidence they had a few guys with experience like along with myself There was a helicopter pilot that uh, you know he was coming up from St. George uh, and he, he played in Minnesota there was another kid from Michigan that followed his girlfriend out here and you know, guys that all played, yeah. you know, a decent level, and SU was like, "What in the heck?" And so the, <laughs> yeah, Team of yeah, yeah. ringers. The yeah, the the stars happened to line up, and uh, we were Monster Ink Tattoo Parlor it is a it is a one to league last year. So it was a, too bad I did all the roofs out there already. Otherwise, I would have.
2: <laughs> so.
0: Dang! Now you got to start the prize Hockey League.
3: Oh man, they got they got a rink out here. The, it's it's not well kept, but I I buzz around on it and stuff. But it's uh yeah, uh, if there was a rink out here that was like a r- kids, uh, yeah, that, that's my dream is to win the lotto and start a youth program somewhere and uh, just you know grow the game and just get kids passionate about it. Oh yeah. Oh, oh man, I love fun. it. I'm a I'm a, I'm a nutcase whenever anyone brings up anything about hockey or getting started. And <laughs> I know I know it, it annoys my wife, but um, she <laughs> like anytime I'm in a rink or whatever, like the game ends and my wife's in the car and you know I got to get my daughter or whatever. She's like, don't take too long. You know, <laughs> <that. laughs> to somebody or whatever. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's, like, a, that's what well, those hockey cases do. Did. I think we've all been there getting those like fit 15 texts. Like, are you really still <laughs> talking? What are you doing? <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm just going to catch an Uber. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, it's, so, like, even it's even Adult
3: League, it's like she she sees the times and she's like, okay, uh, you, you, how come you can't come home within three hours or whatever? You know, it's like you just get caught up in the locker room and just talking
1: yeah it's it's too easy you know to catch it when you, you can't, especially if you're only playing like once a week or something like that you know there's there's so much to talk about every time we see each other
3: yeah i i love uh everything around the game not even you know i, I remember when victoria was was really young and she was like we were getting undressed and i think she was like seven or eight you know What what, what's your favorite part about hockey? Why do you why do you love it so much? And she's taking off her shin pads and skates, and I'm going off like, oh, just road trips, the hotels, (laughs) bus, hanging out with the guys, all sorts of stuff. And he's just looking at me, smiling, and then I ask her, well, well, what do you like about it? And she said. Uh, just spending time with you, and I was like, Aww. okay, um, that 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 made me feel good. But at the same time, I'm like, all right, you know, you know, just you, you can, <laughs> you'll find stuff. We gotta get you on some more roadies. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just wait till you take roadies with your with your team. Uh-huh. You won't care about me anymore.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, and so she gets much, mad every time I bring up ACHA. I'm like, you know, he can always play for the U or something like that. He's a good school. She's like, she just gives me this look of death like, don't even bring it's that eye up. Roll,
0: huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's that's awesome. She's NCAA I, bound, huh? I love that she has that drive. I mean, I honestly think that Meeting you is like the greatest thing for me because now I'm like, hey, Lexi, look, she's doing it and like you got to work hard, you know <laughs>
3: I'll still get there. Oh, yeah <laughs> She got uh, she got ice water in her veins now since I heard that she's, you know, <laughs> falling through the falling through the lake oh, oh, yeah.
0: oh, yeah, oh man, Jay, so many good stories. So, I mean, let's just get one last let's uh, what's your greatest hockey memory? a goal or a game or Uh, something.
3: Uh, so, uh, okay. uh, Here we go. When I was 15, uh, playing for junior sharks, uh, we were getting, uh, we were just getting obliterated by this team. And I think the score was like 11, nothing. And, uh, and I was sitting on the bench the whole game Ah. and I was just like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, um, but I was young. I was one of the, I was 15 playing juniors and like extremely young, but you know okay, how it yeah. works. California. They needed the. it's not that I was really good. Maybe I, I worked really hard, but reality wise, they probably needed to the fill their roster and they needed the money. So yeah. um, another paying player. Uh, yeah. This was like the, the first year that the Western state hockey league that existed. And then um, what had happened was the coach gave me a charity shift at the end. And they were attempting to ice the puck. So I'm like busting my ass down, down, chasing the puck down. I think they're going to blow it off. And then the, the tender mishandles it and gives it right to me. And I just score the empty netter. And was the game's 11-1. <laughs> I remember, I remember my, yeah. <laughs> that's the shut out.
1: That's awesome. Lead Talking lead about forward. making the most of your one shift. It wasn't like a
0: comeback win. I love it. It's that it's that and that's the drive. That's a that's a true hockey player. Like, we're not getting shut out. Like I'm gonna skate my ass off at the last fifteen seconds of the game. <laughs> hey, it's that drive is why you ended up going to no, they're
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: they saw that shift on a on a highlight reel if you don't make that play and get that goal you know Vinny's not calling you up to <laughs> take it center ice and stopping and like is that jay fucking Omerga? <laughs> <laughs> that, that play that that made you who you that
0: was your character building right there
3: Oh, it, it, it's funny though because in my mind, um, i know right now with silly, but I thought to myself, mathematically, if I had been playing the whole game, it would have been <laughs> we've been in this game. But, you know, <laughs> that was it the case? But you know, to, to improve off your delusions, that's, that's what makes you a good. You know, you, you improve off of that, and then yeah. the next year, you know, I really improved. But uh, you know, just just working my bag off. That was that was a thing. And until I got to the ACHA, then I was like, wow, I could actually rely on some ability here.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're kind of taking a knee at that <laughs> point, huh? right not
3: try anything. Yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, you know, just give me the puck. I'll put it in the net. You just you just give me the puck.
3: I don't know. I wasn't even like that. It was just trying to blend in. I mean, uh, think one of the bigger regrets is that I tried hard. I should have tried harder even at ACHA, but at the same time, you're like, well, Hockey's not necessarily that fun, but I don't want to lose my identity. I've just been doing this too long, and uh, you know we have parties.
2: <laughs> there <laughs> that's you go. State, so. That's right. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, hockey guys are different. That's for sure.
3: Anyway, guys, my AirPods are dying.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man, no worries, Jay. It's been yeah, awesome. I would,
3: it- I would, I would hate to. I would hate to just get cut off or whatever, but, uh, yeah, it was fun talking to you guys, and uh, I'll be happy to come on whenever. <laughs> All right, man.
0: Absolutely. We'll maybe be maybe when you're in town,
1: we can do a little in-person. Let's do it.
3: Nice, nice.
1: We don't have to deplete the AirPod batteries next time. <laughs> and
0: hopefully <laughs> we can get some skates in soon, you know, whether it's up in Logan or, you oh, know, you come down
2: yeah, here.
3: For sure. Yeah, for sure. I'd love to. It's fun when you came up. You know, just uh, Victoria was able to work with Lexi. I was able to take some shots on you. It was, it was fun. Oh
1: yeah, I need to I need to work just as much as Lexi does. <laughs> yeah, but except for last last week on St. Patty's Day, we had a shootout down here in his basement. And Nick was killing it.
2: <laughs> right. All right, Jay, Fire. we'll let you
0: go before uh, you before know we just talk you. all night. <laughs> <laughs> all,
2: right,
0: all right, Jay. Fellas. You have a good thanks night. Thanks for having me on.
2: Yep. Hey, thanks
0: for coming guys. on. Yep. Have a good night. Right. Bye. Bye. Whoo! That was a long one, but that was that was an awesome
1: ep- uh, interview from Jay. Yeah. What a what a good guy that's just ecstatic about the sport of hockey and just wants to sit down and talk to anybody that has anything to do with the sport.
0: Yeah, I mean, he definitely is the kind of guy who wants to talk to you if you're a fourth line bender on the Saturday night rookie team, you know? <laughs> right. Or, or you're playing
1: in the league, you know? You're... Yeah, or you're <laughs> D1 college bound, even though your dad likes to say that you're uh, going ACHA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Victoria, sorry about that. <laughs> it's good to
0: have a dad like that that, you know, pushes you or supports you in any way you,
1: you know, you. End up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's cool that it would be cool to have a dad that, uh, you know, has his boy Vinny who calls him up for tickets <laughs> to a game. Meet Vinny being Vinny LeCavier. Yeah. Yeah. You know, who led the league in scoring, I believe, that year in 2004 when they
0: but that won mean, the cup. That's, wow. what I, that's what I'm saying about Jay. I mean, he he go, went to school, played with, and brought, sounds like good friends with Vinny LeCavier. And he. Me and him are best friends now. Okay. I mean, I don't know if I'm his best friend, but I feel like a good, pretty good friend.
1: Yeah. But, I'm sure you guys had that stepbrother's moment.
0: It's because, like, I had a hockey net outside my house.
1: Yeah. In uh, Syracuse, Utah. Yeah. He stops and's like, Yeah, your roof. And also, by the way, who cares about the roof? What about this hockey net? <laughs> yeah. So,
0: and like I said, it was an awesome meeting him. So. Yeah, and check out Timberline Roofing. That's that's who he's you know, and he he's a he's a way good guy to
1: work with and he definitely gets the job done, so From a guy who used to roof pucks, Bar Downski. Now <laughs> roofing your homes so you don't get leaks or tears or curls in your shingles.
0: Yeah, and helps you deal with those insurance companies and yeah. So uh, let's get to a little uh, NHL hockey before we... Actually, you know what? what? Let's let's st- touch on a little NCAA. So, yeah. the men's brackets just came out um, today, and they're going to be running through...
1: Let's see, the finals are going to be... It starts in April, the Frozen Four. Yeah. What? April 8th and, and 10th, but uh, this weekend for these other regional tournaments for the uh, the men's bracket right now. So... Was that the sixteen teams they got right now for the yeah. to battle it out? See so you goes the Frozen Four. North Dakota getting that yeah. overall number one ranking, and then they'll be the number one seed in that Fargo regional out in North Dakota. Funny, uh, fun fact, kind of cool thing. I, I thought they're playing American International College. Who uh, that's the we got the alumni out here. Jared Pike, who's also a local Utah native, playing for the Grizzlies. So. His school will go up against number one, North, North Dakota, this weekend.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And um, we watched. I always know what the Frozen fours, You know, the about that first second weekend of April because when Alice was born, we were watching the championship in the hospital.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, that was cool. The championship. From when's, the, when's Alice's birthday?
0: April tenth. So. April tenth. Okay. Probably right around when the Frozen Four will be.
1: Yeah, the 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 championship game right around there. I'm I'm April seventeenth, so your birthday's just a week ahead of mine. Oh,
0: well, we I'm, should do a joint birthday party. That's just or something. yeah, get a cake, you know, <laughs> split
1: it in two <laughs> half. I, and haven't
0: we done something like that before?
1: You know, actually, we did. So I uh,
0: think we did, you did your birthday party surprise. And, yeah, party. And then, I think it was Alice's birthday a little bit before you know kids want their own birthday party but you know
1: she was like who is this old dude you're trying to celebrate with birthdays don't matter anymore for him he's in his 20s yeah
0: yeah but, <laughs> so a lot of good college hockey coming up in the next month you know get it. and a lot of it's going to be on like ESPN and stuff yeah. so if you got the apps and the ESPN too and so you can catch a lot of these ESPN or uh, a lot of these college hockey games on ESPN and the women's hockey just, uh, NCAA just finished up and Wisconsin. Um, yeah. The big bad badgers. Yeah. They beat UConn in the final. Wasn't it? Wasn't it an in OT? North,
1: Northeastern, I believe, right? Oh, Northeastern. Yeah, yeah. It was Northeastern. Yeah. But yeah, I think it was, yeah, it was a 1 1 game and they ended up winning in overtime. So, I mean, that's really good women's hockey right there. And yeah. No, it's cool to see. Yeah, the women. Uh, it's cool to see this all happening. You know, the women's NCAA having their tournament and actually finishing it and in, and in, uh, and watching the Badgers take home the win. And now the men's tournament's going to start. Like it's like hockey is back. hockey's happening. Yeah, and we're finishing ch- hockey. You know, like playoffs, championships. It's exciting.
0: More teams are letting fans in. I know
1: Avalanche announced that they're going to have fans in this
0: building. So that's awesome. That's... It's it's getting awesome. It's getting. Like, and it's so fun because, like, youth hockey is about to end. But, like, right. you know, you got the. But we're blessed with hockey into the summer now. Yeah. This is going to be a great year for hockey. And, like, it was fun last year watching the bubble hockey, you know, in August, September. But I'm really excited for watching hockey into July. And then hopefully it start right
1: back up in October. So yeah, get, Like this really short gap in between no hockey and actually preseason and training <laughs> camp will just be spoiled in 2021 yeah
0: so and then you know getting the winter olympics coming up here soon and yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun hockey coming up and yeah, looking good so excited for a lot of I, I like watching uh college hockey it's fun to watch and it's you know it's fun too when you know some of these guys are drafted and i know spencer knight's playing gold for uh, boston yeah. And he's been drafted by the Florida Panthers and Cole Caulfield is playing for Wisconsin and, you know, Montreal prospects. So it's fun to watch these guys play and yeah, looking yeah, forward to it. There's
1: usually always a few picks that you know that are already in an NHL system playing out here. It's, it's kinda cool college hockey how they can how they do that where, you know, young prospects get drafted at eighteen and if they don't make the NHL roster they can go play for a college and yeah, and live that life, and well, and live that dream out for a little bit, and then come back to the and try out for this team and training camp. And I think that's
0: why NHL players, honestly, have a more of a longevity of having a shot at the league, is because if you're a college football player, you have to commit and say. I'm gonna enter the draft, and I'm never gonna play college football again. Right, but, you
1: lose that amateur status.
0: And but if that player goes into training camp and has a bad week, he's done college football. You can't go back and go play college football yeah. again. And or if you know the teams like we love you, but we got you know. Tom Brady so here deep. in Tam- Tampa yeah. Bay. I mean, yeah, he's 43, but he's still chucking the ball. Sorry, but winning Super Bowls, bro. We yeah. got we got our backup that's you know got some NFL playing time. Sorry, there's no room on the team for you. You can bounce around, maybe try and sign with another team.
1: Maybe but, go play practice squad. Yeah, beat but, a piñata.
0: But there's just not that many opportunities. bro. NHL, they get drafted, you know, in first round even, and they're like, hey, there's not a spot on the team for you, but we want you to keep growing. So how about you go back and play for that awesome college team you were playing for, that awesome juniors team, you know, and build as a player still. And, you know, and some of them end up not panning out as well, and
1: and that happens too. So Right, or, you know, they end up going to the minors later on and trying to work their way up from there. But, yeah, it's pretty cool that there is that longevity in the dream. And if you miss your draft year or if your draft year doesn't quite work out that year, you have a couple other chances. You see these prospects come up to the ranks. And yeah, and you're, you are you kind of forget that when people are drafted because some NHL players
0: don't even make it for three years, you know, and then or they do it like what Jimmy Vesey did where he, he bet on himself and he played out his college career and used up that three years of eligibility and didn't sign with, I think it was Nashville or something that had drafted him. And so he went to eligibility to just go wherever he wanted, and, and Bill Butcher did that too. So there's a couple, and okay, yeah, some of them don't pan out as well as pop. I
1: believe wasn't Tory Krug for the that just left. Is playing St. Louis now. He was like a four year player at Michigan State and just got signed. As <laughs> you know, like went and tried out, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. got signed, and end up being a, a star player. Yeah, so out there, so yeah.
0: Hey, there's a lot of promising players in college hockey. And so, you know, check out these college games and enjoy them. And I think there's going to be a handful of NHL players, you know, playing in these.
1: Yeah, it'll be exciting to see who who comes out on top in that Frozen Four.
0: And let's
1: uh, let's just uh, hit up on some NHL. Keep it short. I mean,
0: I, we know our interview went kind of long tonight, so we'll keep the NHL section a little short. When
1: you have such a great guy, you know <laughs> it's hard to short make those conversations short. And uh, you don't, anyways. Yeah, NHL hockey. It's uh, you know, we just talked about all the ratings of all thirty teams. We hit that midway point last week, and so. You know, basically the the rankings are still pretty much this, the standings are pretty similar, but you know some teams have jumped up from number two, yeah, to number yeah. one. You know, they're just going to be swapping spots the all year Sabres long. Still haven't won a game. Sabers <laughs> are still the Sabers. Uh, did they
0: did they make a coaching change? They, I don't know if it there was I, yeah. They really had a coaching change, but I don't know if it was a if it was a COVID thing or yeah. I, a, I
1: can't remember on the story.
0: But it's it's the Sabers, you know. I mean, Jack Eichel's hurt, but I really don't think he's hurt.
1: I think they're just sitting him out. So yeah, there's potential that Taylor Hall, you know, could go in a trade. But I don't know. His expensive contract, money is tight for a lot of these NHL teams.
0: Yeah, and then you got the young guys, Kaprizov, still just killing it. You got. Um, did you see the Anaheim? The Zegras finally got his fi- first NHL goal. And no, they and not. they had just called up Jamie Drysdale, which he played for Canada in that World Juniors that was one of their top players. Okay. And they both got their first goal in the same game. That's a cool moment. So, that- two top prospects. And, and to me, I'm like, oh, that's their next, you know, Gensler Perry. Yeah. yeah. I mean, one plays defense, one plays offense, but, you know.
1: It, no. What was it? Uh, you know, Scott Niedermeyer? Was he a defenseman?
0: Scott Niedermeyer was a defenseman. Yeah, His you know. brother
1: Rob was a forward, but they so played on the Ducks together. The Scott-Getzlaff
0: combination. It was Getzlaff yeah, there yeah.
1: when Niedermeyer and they won the
0: Cup. Yeah, but but Getzlaff and Perry were both drafted the same year.
1: Oh, that's and right. so they
0: were both like young prospects together.
1: Yeah, they had... Some solid years, those two put up a lot of points. Yeah.
0: I mean, now they're not playing. I'd love it if Perry came back to the
1: Ducks. <laughs> I know. It feels like that's where he belongs.
0: Yeah. He's he's definitely the snake that <laughs> belongs in Anaheim. But so, and then other NHL news the Rangers put on a clinic against the Flyers, nine nothing. Oh, oh yeah. I thought it was. This, you you were here. That was same Daddy's night. That's right, yeah. I was here. I came over
1: <laughs> as the, the second period was getting over at nine nothing and I it's kind of funny that that they didn't score any more goals in the third, but still won nine nothing. And actually funny thing I had to mention that in my my grade for New York is like I think Zabinajad needs to step it up. He's got eight, <laughs> eight points, and I th- he pretty much doubled up his point total yeah. in that game. We've he got, got six, six points, six points yeah. in that game: three goals, three
0: assists. So, the hey. natural hat trick in the second. <laughs> yeah, just, we what need what a to, night for him. We need to start calling out players. Hey, Jimmy Vc has not been getting it done for the Leafs. He should really turn it on. If yeah, Giddy Malkin <laughs>
1: needs to stay consistent
0: and hot for the Penguins. <laughs> oh man, just pumping tires. Hopefully, they get the same good fortune. So, I mean, the NHL is looking good. I mean, everything's going. It's fun to watch. Every game is a good game. You know, the yeah. Penguins are climbing up in standings, the Islanders are climbing up. It's fun to see. I like I like when the season has a roller coaster of yeah, some sort. You to see some it, change you know? happening. In I mean, the Leafs lately haven't been, you know, as dominant as they were at one point. And Getting I tested a little bit, yeah. And stuff. And it's fun to watch. And, I don't know if you know, but the Leafs are actually filming a bit behind the scenes. Amazon is like filming. No, wait, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, so like they're doing, uh, it's like the dream or something. So basically, it's an all season. It's called All or Nothing, is what it's called.
1: It's gonna be an Amazon Prime. Yeah, so it'll
0: come out right before the season, you know, starts next year. So it'll be all or nothing. So I really think the Leafs are gonna go all or nothing this year. Oh man,
1: (laughs) I mean, this is the year to do it. They're they're hot. Austin Matthews looks amazing. They got a great supporting cast. Mitch Marner has played up; uh, has been an outstanding player for them. So yeah, it'll be fun. And then you got your teams that are like that are overachieving. You know, Minnesota looks really good oh, right now. They're, they're up in the standings. They're still winning. The right? Kaprizov is just it. exciting to watch, making them yeah you know, super relevant and just a team that you want to see play any given night. And uh, I really love the battle in Florida right now. Oh, the dude. Panthers and Lightning both in the top three in the Central.
0: Yeah, and they're just. Back and forth. It's Looks one like team series. gets it, the next team gets it, you know. And I think I think they're both going to play each other. I mean, they obviously they play each other. Yeah. I think they're going to play each other in the playoffs. It's going to be gonna exciting. Be, it's going to be fun because I think over the last, you know, 10 years the Lightning have really owned the Panthers. And like I said earlier, like I kind of like rooting for Panthers. So Right. And they're one of those underdog teams that I like to see Succeed. So I think it'd be cool to see him win a playoff series for the first time since '96.
1: It would definitely be cool. <laughs> Especially if
0: they're rocking the big cat. Dude, retro, the I reverse love retro jersey. The big cat jersey. The big cat
1: jersey is so sick.
0: Like, there's a couple reverse retro jerseys I want. And, like, I mean, Anaheim's are ridiculous, but I want one. And yeah. I, I want a Florida Panthers one. The
1: purple and white. Why not? I mean, every kid that grew up in the 90s, early 2000 watch those movies. You know, you want that. Old yeah. Anaheim Ducks jersey, but uh, yeah, it would be cool to see the old lightning black lightning bolt down the pants, you know, white <laughs> that you know, Vinnie LeCavier and yeah. Sandy wore against the big cat in the oh, playoffs dude. or something.
0: If they both wore the reverse retros, yeah, oh, that would be awesome. Oh, yeah, and Chicago's still hanging on, you know, they're, they haven't been as dominant, but they're still winning games, and Columbus has been climbing up slowly but surely, and still those teams you know in that mutual east you know philly still not cracking that and it's kind of seeming like they're just not going to get it done and they're kind of seeming like a team that might be a seller at the
1: at the trade deadline yeah i mean they they look so good early on and it's just classic philadelphia the goalie problem is still a problem (laughs) like they seem to they think they find a goalie and then they go lose nine nothing and i thought we we were talking. I thought they left the same goalie in that whole game. but No, they traded. Yeah. They, they, put, they brought <laughs> Elliot out after five, and then they got four more scored on him. Yeah. <laughs> with with Carter
0: Hart. Oh, man. And then uh, the Avalanche, they, maybe they listen to our
1: podcast, too, because they've really turned it up this last week. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, the Avs, they have. they. What, are they sitting at number three or two? They're sitting two right now. Two, so, yeah. But they're only
0: three points behind Vegas, so. I mean, they could definitely
1: make a good run and, you know, be right there at that top spot. It totally could. I mean, yeah, they're only three points behind. They could definitely alternate, start swapping spots between one and two there.
0: And... I think Grubauer is is second in wins in the NHL right now, so he's playing hot. I still think they should get. He heard it. you too. Yeah, I call that Grubauer. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think uh they definitely still need a trade for another goalie and I would love to see a holpe Grubauer, you know. That would tandem, be a great
1: combination. Like uh winning that cup, so um uh, and uh yeah, Edmonton's caught up, tied up with t- Toronto in points. Yep, yep. They've been climbing
0: that standings and I mean, McDavid is on fire. I think they said like McDavid has as many points as Sabers have goals.
1: Wow, <laughs> that, he's put, yeah he's putting up unreal points and his points per game production right now has been crazy the last two years. If he wouldn't have got hurt last year,
2: oh, you know, and he was, you know, was
1: on track for what, like 120 or 130 points or yeah. something. It was unreal. I mean, when you get when you miss the last 20 games <laughs> or whatever, you still finish number two or three in points. Yeah,
0: yeah, and you're so, doing pretty well. I mean those guys I think it's gonna be fun. I think it's I think it's fun to see that adversity. I mean Toronto's really been leading that division most of the year and to have a little bit of adversity and it's it's kinda of like when the Will Juniors happened and you know let's you know, Canada had lost a single game and then they play US that lost their first game against Russia pretty significantly. Yeah. And it's good to have that, you know, adversity so to say before, you know, you can win a championship and, you know, go on. So I think that's good for them that they got a little adversity, and I still think the Leafs are bound for success, but I'm really excited for that. Yeah. But I know we were talking about Mighty Ducks, and coming on March 26th, the Mighty Ducks Game Changers coming out. So That's right. So uh, kids tune into that, you know, coming up. I think that'll be fun to watch and maybe – Maybe you get a Mighty Duck, uh, you know.
2: Maybe <laughs> see the going. Anaheim
1: start climbing, standing somehow, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hands get behind him. We'll see. Trevor Segris. Uh, oh, yeah. So, I mean,
0: the, uh, the AC just kicked on in my house, but. <laughs> studio studio <laughs> I can, problems. I can hear the kids yelling upstairs, but maybe that's maybe they're <laughs> telling us to wrap it up. So. Hurry it up, hurry it up. Oh, Mason, it's but, been awesome. It's been fun. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about?
1: Hey, I just thought, you know, another, you know, diversity has been a pretty big thing these last couple of years and, you know, an important topic. And uh, I saw Haley Moore got picked up as a VP of hockey operations um, in the AHL after being a president of the Boston Pride and you know another post that we put up on instagram yeah this was awesome i mean the the
0: all black line at the ontario reign with uh, a kill thomas quinton byfield and Devonte smith pelly and i, I love Devonte smith pelly because he scored that goal when the capitals were in the finals that tied up the game where he dove and scored it so like yeah. ever since like watching that goal even though i'm not a, like a huge capitals fan but like watching him score that in person like that is probably one of the the funnest goals I've ever seen scored live. So
1: yeah, i love to see him still succeeding. And no, that's a great moment. And that's cool to have someone like that on a line with uh, the young and up and coming Dustin or Quentin Byfield, you know, who's looking like the future of, of LA Kings, the next yeah. generation of their players. So really cool moment to see. It's it's awesome to see uh, that. In hockey. It was the first time in like fifth since the late 1940s. So. Yeah, there definitely a cool moment. Black
0: line lining up in professional hockey, so and so it just means that there's there's good things happening in hockey, and that's that That's one of the great things about hockey is like you can always find a good story, a good storyline, <laughs> yeah. and it's definitely a sport that really prides itself on those storylines, you know. And they really, yeah, when those things happen, they really try to put those things front and center.
1: Yeah, know? and I think the camaraderie and selflessness is there. In hockey too you know like it there's usually that understanding that this is bigger than myself and the team the organization is bigger than myself and so it's really cool when we can highlight stories like that yeah so um
0: it's been a great episode it's been another fun one nick it's been it's been a long one but it's been fun another good (laughs) (laughs) late-minded yeah i'll bust out the swedish fish and the nibs here in a second but hey also uh iron cup this week For the Davis County wind. Um we got a basket we're putting out for that. So come if you're stopping by the DC wind tournament, um put in for the raffle for our basket. We got a nice soft blanket, a minky blanket. It's welcome, Cup Talk. This swag
1: basket's legit, guys. We got a t shirt
0: in there, we got a mini hockey you know knee set. we got some swedish fish and nibs like i said that's what i eat every night when i'm <laughs> keep me awake you know mix edit editing fuel so and the winner will be uh invited to come on the show for an interview you know for whatever yeah, whether
1: you want to or not but you're gonna be <laughs> invited to come talk to us And Sorry. yeah
0: so yeah get out there get some raffle tickets support youth hockey and watch some hockey. Hopefully I can rally the troops and we can get something you know, happening this weekend and we can get a win or two or three or four. Mm-hmm. And bring home a banner. Yeah. Not bring it. I mean, we'll already be home, so hopefully we can just hang it up in our own arena. Just so. <laughs> give us that banner. Let's put it up right now. <laughs> let us put it up. Get Lex the has been waiting for that all <laughs> season long. Seriously. So, yeah. Uh, it's been a great episode. And also want to mention our sponsor, Hockey Stops.
1: Yeah, Hockey Stops is a local veteran-owned hockey shop in Ogden located at 4590 Harrison Boulevard, starting with a dream and hope to give back to the community and grow the sport. Hockey Stops is a storefront location, open seven days a week, and carries everything from gear to stickers and even training tools. They even got some local coffee in there. They got a lot. Go in there and check them out.
0: Hockey Stops also specializes in blade contouring and sharpening. Hockey Stops offers family discounts and team discounts for sharpenings, um they can also save money for everyone in every in any situation they have stuff that's on consignment um used gear whatever you need um they got a lot of youth gear for the youth so get into hockey stops and you know get your skates sharpened get them contoured you know really get that edge on your skates and the edge over the competition with hockey stops so Stop in and say what up to Corey. If he's not there, say what up to the rest of the crew. They're all great guys. <laughs> Let them know Hockey, All uh, right, Welcome to Cup Talk sent you. Yeah. And then also, you know, don't forget to check out Timberline Roofing and mention Welcome to Cup Talk for
1: $500 off an estimate. $500 off? That, I didn't know they were giving that good of a deal for Welcome to Cup Talk. But <laughs> Jay's just one of those guys. He's just one of those guys. So, All right. Have a good night, guys.